intro real quick. But you know you know this shit's fire. Dude, what do you think about that intro? Is That's that awesome cool. or what? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I like that. I like that, that a lot. Dude, it's, it's awesome. But listen, everybody, obviously, everybody knows we are live now. But, dude, Nathan, what an honor it is to have you on. I know we had been trying to schedule this for, for a long time, and now I got you nailed down. Well, you got me nailed down to, <laughs> to do this. So, yeah, listen, it's an honor. Nathan, I don't want to murder your last name. So do me the favor and say your last name for me. All right. It's C. Thaler. C. C. Thaler. C. Thaler. Okay. 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 I got it. I got it. C. Thaler. There we go. So (laughs) there you go. Welcome to the podcast, man. Listen, it's an honor. I know you had a busy day today, uh, and you postponed your drive again, bro. What? Listen. Check this out. Watch this. Watch. No. Look. Oh, it, it does. It does. It does it do for me too. Uh, th- listen, I had a oh, guest on the- here. I know, but my guest, I had, I forget who it is. I need to go back and watch, but they showed me that they did it. And I was like, how did you just do that? Right. And then like, if I do yeah, thumbs up, you see that? And then <laughs> I, I did, I did balloons one time. I don't know how I did the balloons and I had a bunch of balloons pop up and I was like, what's going on? Is that me or is that you? I didn't know who was doing yeah, it's, it. Oh, it's funny. It, it, Cause so StreamYard is something I've been, uh, it, it's fairly new. Uh, well, I've been using it for a little while. We used to use another service called Riverside, and it wasn't nowhere near as cool as this one. So I'm still trying to figure out the whole ins and outs of, of everything. I know that as we're talking and we're doing this podcast, I could actually go to YouTube and pull or your Instagram and pull up videos of you on the track or whatever as we're actually okay. talking, which is pretty cool. So I should have uh, posted some more stuff then. Well, uh, listen, that, that's something I, I just figured out not too long ago. Jules yeah. showed me how to do it, and it took me a little while to actually figure it out. But now I got it. I pretty much got it down. So yeah. I will mess with that as we are talking. But listen, Nathan, bro, what an honor again. Uh, obviously, I want to get into it, man. I want to talk about uh, your whole story, right? That, that's how I always started because there's always a beginning, right? Uh, you start somewhere, whether it was your dad that introduced you, your uncle, your grandpa, and your mama said – absolutely not and grandpa's like yeah okay here it is right for christmas so how did you get introduced to the whole two-wheel game so um i kind of grew up around my dad riding um he i guess he rode throughout college and um he had this old uh vtx honda vtx uh, that's the one i remember he had a couple other bikes but that's the main one i remember and he used to take us to school i think like middle school or even elementary school he would take us a little kid with the big old helmet on and he'd always he'd, he'd tell us he'd always get uh, looks in the uh in the, the carpool lane because you have a little kid with a helmet on a motorcycle you know it's uh i think it's kind of where it started um you know we, we, we kind of grew up with it he ended up selling it i think right around high school age for me and um you know i had always i had always wanted to get back into it um i remember when i was 17 i told my dad i was like look you know i want to get into the two wheels you know, how can we do it? I clearly can afford a two wheel bike, but you know, what can we do? So we went, we ended up going to one of the auctions for the safety courses for those. Um, they sell off their old bikes. It was yeah. a bunch of uh, Nighthawk 250s, like 97, 96, really old, all beat up. Something's, got, something's wrong with each of them, you know, why they're not using it anymore. Um, so we ended up grabbing a 97 Honda Nighthawk for 250 bucks which is sweet, right? It's sweet, it just had a dead know, battery absolutely. and a torn seat. 
So um, we, we got that, we brought it home, we painted it, we reupholstered the seat, we fixed it up. Uh, and that was kind of, you know, this was my senior year. So I started driving to school on this thing and I felt like the coolest kid in the world. Right. And, uh, You're like, I'm getting a bunch of chicks with this thing. Watch <laughs> this. Yeah. Watch this dad. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a teacher in a high school. He would let me store all my gear in his class because he wrote too. He's like, yeah, you know, come, come store your stuff in my class. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so uh, after high school, I um, went to, to college. I went to NC State University and I joined a motorcycle club. It's, uh, I think it's called WMA, uh, Wolfpack Motorcycle Association. Um, and there are a lot of guys with sport bikes and I have my little Nighthawk 250. So that thing tops out at 70 going downhill, you know, fully pinned, yeah. tucked, tops out at 70. So I did one group ride. I couldn't keep up um, and I really wanted to kind of, you know, upgrade a little bit. So. I uh, I was working at the time and I ended up buying a 2003 Honda 600 F4i. I mean that thing that thing was a blast. Nice, yeah, that, they're nice yeah, bikes, I, man. Yep, learned how to wheelie on it. You know, yep. <laughs> being a little hooligan, a, co a yeah. college student. Um, that so was actually going. the first year of the 600 being fuel injected with, with Honda. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and Absolutely. after coming off the carburetor on the, the Nighthawk, I really didn't want to go back, but you know, yeah. thankfully I found a, a one in my price range. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, I have a so a good mate of mine over there in the UK is Chris Lewis, and it is seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It is midnight there in the UK, and he is watching this. So Chris Lewis, mate, dude, I thank you so much, bro, for all the love and support you show all the time. You are my friend, is super mega. Sorry, Nathan. I had to I definitely had to give Chris a shout out for sure. <laughs> Um, listen, it, it was, so a buddy of mine actually got his wife actually rides a F4I right now. It's a, uh, the first year, what exactly what the, your same year? Oh, three, I think it was. Yeah, yeah two, right. 2003. Yeah. Um, it's silver. I think it's silver. Yeah. My, my um, silver too. Yeah. It's, man, it's a nice bike. I rode it last summer. Um, just taking it down the street. And I was, I was like, for the age of it, it's, man, listen they're all fast they're all good right uh fuel injections the carbureted uh man if your carbureted bike set up just perfect yeah it's it's almost just as good as, as a carb i mean a fuel injected bike right but it's such a pain in the ass with a carbureted <laughs> bike man you get higher in elevation it starts running rich or lean you got to pull the gas tank the air box the carburetors drain the fuel blah 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 put it back you're there for four hours just change something versus let me plug my laptop in do 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 enter boom i'm done let me take it out and ride it and see what's happening yeah i, I guess i kind of grew up on the very the edge of carburetor to uh to, yeah, to fuel injected thankfully yeah. you know I'm, I'm glad to be on the fuel injected side of that but I, you know I'm, I'm sure i would appreciate it if i if i had to deal with it but <laughs> yeah it's it, it's actually a lost art you, you can't really go to a lot of motorcycle dealerships around here there's not a lot of people that know how to work on carburetors anymore which is surprising yeah, yeah. i had a little pit bike and we had um a carburetor it was carbureted and it just seemed like if you let it sit for a little too long either you, you had to try to rebuild it which was almost impossible for at least for us who had never done it or just buy a new carburetor, which was like 40 bucks for the little pit bike. Yeah. So I think we bought two different carburetors over time having that thing. But, uh, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, man. It's so your story is kind of like mine. Like, uh, I, well, I got introduced to bikes for my dad too, as well. My dad was a fighter pilot in the Navy, uh, did what Tom Cruise did in Top Gun, aircraft carrier, fighter jets, all that. So I remember hanging out with a bunch of the fighter pilots and everybody had, my dad had a, it was a Suzuki, 
was it 1983, 84 Suzuki something. I want to say GS something. It was silver. Um, I remember he used to take me riding. I was too small to sit in the back, right? So he'd either he'd either wedge me up on the gas tank, right, where he'd slide all the way back, or he'd sit me up on the gas tank. He'd put this, like, little mat down, and he'd put me on the gas tank, and I'd put my hands on his hands, you know, and I, I'd make all the noise. I'm like, all right, Daddy, I'm ready. Let's go. Same thing. Big helmet, small head, helmets doing all this, right? I can't. It's like this. I can't barely see, you know, riding all that. <laughs> but that's where my, my passion, too, come from was absolutely uh, my dad. And uh, I was – I want a bike. I want a bike. Mama's like, absolutely not. You know that mom, oh, you're going to hurt yourself, blah, blah, blah. My dad's like, we're going to get him a bike. Obviously, they didn't get me a bike, right? Mama wins on that one. But yeah. fortunate for me, uh, the bases we went to, because we moved Navy, fuck, I moved all the time, right? Uh, always sought after the kids with the motorcycles. If they were older than me or even younger than me, I'm like, that's my friend right there. I'm going to hang out with this kid right here, right? And uh yeah, the rest is uh, history. So when I turned 16, I didn't buy a car. I bought a brand new 1996 ZX6R off the show floor. And my mom's like, what are you going to do when it rains? Like, get wet or buy a rain Ride suit? Absolutely. Right. She's like, what are you going to do when it gets cold? I was like, you seen the Michelin Man commercials where he's like bundled up? I'm going to have the same outfit. I'm going to be just this big. Yeah. I need everybody's clothes. <laughs> I, so I'd go around the house. I'd be like, Dad. And of course, my dad's bigger than me. So I'd. Put my sweatpants on, his sweatpants on, his pants on. You know, just whatever it took because of the love for the sport. It didn't matter. It's five degrees. I'm I'm riding. About ten minutes into the ride, I'm going home because it's way too cold. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm turning this thing around. Let's go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Great. So after that, how did how did growing up and then getting your first street bike? Right. You finally got your F4I. After that, what happened? Um. Yeah. So I was a part of that motorcycle club at NC State, and um just kind of ride with the guys all the time. I ended up uh, eventually getting a Honda a CBR 1000 Fireblade 2009. I absolutely loved that bike. It was it was just black and white, amazing. You know, I have a lot, lots of pictures on Facebook of it. Um, and that thing got me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so um, that's actually kind of how I got started. So I, um, you know, I started the, the motorcycle club thing, but I would go on my own rides and I would, you know, it's so easy to go 150 on that thing and um i wasn't getting in trouble but i was avoiding trouble if you catch my drift and um it got to the point where I, I was like like i'm either gonna die on this thing or go to jail like i gotta do something and my dad said he's like if you sell the bike i'll get you into into racing you know i guess he had done some researching uh that you can just go to a go to a track and, and ride around the track you know how crazy of an idea that is right and uh yeah i I got rid of it and he bought me this, um, I think it was a 2000, yeah, 2007 Jixxer 600. And, um, it was, I mean, it was everything, you know, it had, it had like valving in the forks, which was crazy to me. It had rear suspension and had the track body work, you know, it had, every, it, it had everything for me. And, um, we did a first track at NC bike. And after, uh, watching me go around the track for a full day, he went out and bought him himself, uh, another six or 600 2007. So, uh, we both kind of got into it at the same time. And, uh, that's, you know, we, we both kind of grown through the sport at the, at, uh, at the same time too. And it's, I, I'm unbelievably blessed to have my, my dad kind of by my side, uh, through this whole experience, through this whole yeah. adventure. And he's been absolutely crucial, especially when I've gotten into the racing, um, you know, as, as, we've kind of climbed through the ranks of novice, intermediate, and advanced. 
um, you know, I started getting into racing. Uh, I convinced him to kind of get into a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I think I've, I've got a, a, a little less fear than he does. You know, he's, he always tells me, he's like, you know, I got a job. I got to, I got to do all this stuff. And I totally get it. You know, he's yeah. got to support, support the family, but um, sometimes I, I wish I had some of that sense, but uh, yeah, I, you know, climbing through novice and expert, he's been, he's kind of stepped back a little bit and kind of took more of the uh, mechanic route. And I, he says he likes it. You know, I try to get him to, to ride, do two track days, but it definitely seems like he's passionate about supporting me, which I, I'm unbelievably blessed for. You know, I, I can't ask for anything more. That That's, and, uh, dude, yeah, that's absolutely proper. Like, I yeah. love to hear that. I love to see father, son, mother. Of course, you do see moms, but not a whole lot, right? Uh, more so dads. But, uh, man, that's what our sport's about, the passion, the love, right? Your dad, like, Hey, I'm going to step back. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you shine. I'm going to do everything I can to help you just, just as I'm a dad. So, uh, I sacrifice a lot for my son, right? Yeah. I used to be able to go out and buy all these fucking Ducatis and dude, all <laughs> these air Jordans and all, all this shit. Right. When you have a kid, man, I just, it's, it's this switch switches, right? It's none of that shit matters to me anymore. I sold my dude. Well, I got one now, but I had a 1098S, dude. It was mint. Absolutely fucking mint. Sold it because I want to buy a house. Wife got pregnant, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that good stuff. But um, the joy, the point I'm trying to make, Nathan, is the joy that I get uh, seeing my son achieve something or seeing him being passionate and love it. And dude, it makes me, happier than i've ever been in my life it's just that it's so yes i get it and i love to see that in our sport it is absolutely amazing you know and and, and it's it's if you didn't have that support do you think you'd be where you are right now oh absolutely not you know right he's, not only like has he you know he's he's been the wallet for a, a large portion of it um I love it. What, but, uh, what's your you dad's know, name uh ken ken if you're yeah. listening bravo man absolutely bravo absolutely yeah. now i i don't want to shout out my mom my mom has um, shown up to all the events same events you know she doesn't do the mechanical side of stuff but she's absolutely just as supportive um she does seems like she gets less scared that i'm out there than my dad you know i maybe she's uh you know she, she doesn't really know what's going on out there as much as my dad does but right. uh she, she she loves to come and uh she she likes to you know help us with the meals and try to keep us healthy it's it's of really course. easy to kind of buy cookies and stuff when it, when we go there but she's helps keeps us on track and keeps us eating healthy but but yeah you know it's it's a whole family thing it's i have something that a lot of people don't have and um i don't want people to think that you know i don't i don't consider that a blessing because i do like i, I fully oh, realize what i have and yeah. you know i try not to take advantage of it it's dude mama's cooking at the track bro i'm sure you're probably the most popular guy there they're like nathan's here that means his mama's here we're going to eat good today yeah it's, yeah uh, she's actually uh cooking for a team at daytona um i can't go because of school well i might be able to go but yeah they uh they got recruited so my dad's helping mechanic for uh, josh booth and my, my mom's going out there and doing some meal prepping for them all so absolutely amazing absolutely <laughs> i wish dude listen i wish i could make daytona 200 it was on my agenda it's just uh financially i just can't i i, I could have sacrificed road atlanta to go to daytona but um i'm i'm working with ron wolf that on that race weekend and, and you know i've done committed to it and i i'm not you know i yeah I'm a, and i want to do that that's so much fun to do uh but yeah, I, dude, day tennis on my bucket list. I really want to go one day. It's on my bucket year. list too. I, I want to yeah. check off some more boxes before I do it, but absolutely I will do it one day. 
That and um, I, I went to BSB, which is my favorite race series in the world. I love BSB. Uh, yes, I say it all the time. I love it better than MotoGP, Moto America. I'm not taking nothing away. I'm not talking shit. The main reason why I love it, Nathan, is because they're superbike class. They don't have the electronics on it that everybody else in the world has, right? So they're proper old school racing. It's down to the rider that makes the biggest difference as the tires go. They don't have, oh, would you come back in the pit? Oh, okay, well, uh, I had a little bit more traction control on turn four, a little bit more engine braking in turn two, blah, 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 right? It's it's very, very, very minute and limited on what they have, right? And that's so proper to me. Uh, and I love it. It's just great. It, it is. And Moto America, I, I love it too, right? Don't get me wrong. It's I'm American. We're here in America. It's the greatest we have here in America for sure. Um, I just wish that uh, as time goes, obviously there's been a shit ton of electronics been coming into it, right? Um, oh yeah, which is fine. But I, to me, I just I don't I don't know. I'm old school, right? I'm more the old school. Let the rider be more in control than the electronics, right? So now to me, uh, MotoGP's done come like an F1 sport. The engineer basically makes the biggest adjustment not the rider right no matter what the rider does the engineer's got to step in and be like okay do, 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 boom there you go right versus bsb they don't have that really so it's it's all yeah awesome stuff man great stuff but have you ever been do you watch bsb no but i apparently need, need to uh, check it out so bro dude listen it's free british bennett's Yes, dude. Bennett's British Superbikes.com, bro. Okay. Uh, when we get off here, dude, we'll go yes, over all that. Like, yes, absolutely. dude, it's free. Absolutely. And what's cool about that is they have a uh, TSL timing. So if you mm -hmm. can't actually, if you're not in, in an area where you got good signal to, to do the video, they have something that's called TSL timing in the corner. You just click on that and then you get the live commentary of all the practice sessions in every single group from their junior cup all the way up to their Superbike. Oh, wow. That they do it. And that's one thing I love about that, right? Uh, over here in Moto America, we don't have that. It's just basically, you know, your little super sport, your little junior cup, and it's televised, but they don't give you that option to where if you can't get this signal, you can listen to it on audio, right? And watch the live timing too at the same time, which is, yeah, absolutely. And it's free. I mean, I don't see how they get away with that. It's absolutely proper, right? It is. It really is. But yeah, so listen, getting into racing, starting out as an amateur, coming from the street, Nathan, you probably had a bunch of butterflies like, what am I doing? Getting out there <laughs> on the track, people coming up on the inside, you're like, oh shit, this is the real deal, right? Uh, starting out from street to getting on the track and then finally deciding, saying, hey, you know what? This is something that I really want to take serious and, and you moved up pretty quick through your rankings. So tell us about that journey from street to track to where you are now. All right. Well, um, I did my, you know, I did track days, I think from like 2015 to 20, maybe 2016 uh, to 2019 is when I, my first novice season was. I did a couple of races in 2018 with the Jixer. Um, and then I ended up binning that Jixer at the end of 2018 at, at Roebling turn three. Uh, absolutely destroyed it. Split the uh, the frame where that meets the forks. Oh like, shit! The whole front end was split off. My both forks were sheared in half. I mean, it was, you know, I I still think my air vest saved uh, at my ribs at least my life at most. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we ended up going to an R six, 
and the first first uh, weekend of the year, I almost had a sweep, you know, free first place and then way ahead in my fourth race, passing experts, racing experts, and I dumped the bike and turned two. Uh, it was, you know, it's worth it, you know, racing people, you know, winning's no fun if you can't ride next to anybody. So, um, yeah, and that, that just kind of started. I had a, a, a nice little rivalry with uh, Josh Booth and Mike Martin. It was uh, a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, we used to hear that people would come and watch the novice races because while we weren't fast, we were always neck and neck. You know, there's multiple races where it's 0. .003 or something like that um, on the timings. It was it was always so, so much fun um, to do. And I think that's why I ended up falling in love with it so much was because of those guys and, and the rest of the guys in the series. You know, I got really close with everybody like in that top 10 of the C-class guys. Um, you know, it was clean. You didn't have to worry about anybody being really rough with you. Um, but it was, you know, it was hard work. Like you really had to push yourself and push other people to improve and win. And um, I think that's where I really fell, fell in love with it. So my first year, I ended up winning my championship, uh, the Atlantic Coastal. Um, yeah, it was it was a great feeling. It came down to the last race, at, uh, so that was amazing. Um, GNF that year was the torrential downpour. I don't know if you've seen pictures yeah. of the GNF where there's just massive puddles. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I didn't crash that whole weekend. Um, it's it's unbelievable. I remember going down to, uh, after Charlotte's Web, going to a museum, you, the front would do this. Like you're pinned and the front's skating like this. And you're like, I, it's, it, I'm not crashing, but we're going. We're you know? going, yeah, that's it. And as a novice, you, you don't really realize, <laughs> I guess, without a big crash happening, you don't, fully kind of see you know what could happen you just kind of send it um i do that now but definitely not as much um but yeah so uh that was a great first year a second year expert i was kind of set my um set my expectations kind of low but i ended up doing uh surprisingly good i got a lot of podiums um you know cycle jam i got we uh i got second place and they took a picture of us and featured us on like the dunlop instagram page that was really cool because uh, you know it was me, Mark, and uh, Mark Faulkner and Chuck Ivy all run Dunlops, uh, so that was really cool, and um, that was another great year. I, I, I was, I think I was like top five in the, the series, and at the GNF, another rainy, rainy day, um, first race of the weekend. I come out of um, the chicane after museum as in first place, my first race, and I lost the rear and ended up eating it. And um, I don't know if you've seen the rumble strips on the outside of that turn, but they're about this deep and they're about this wide. So I slid backwards down into one and um, I was sliding backwards. So I was kind of propped up with my elbows, watching people come um, passing me. And I guess I sunk down into one and just absolutely destroyed my elbow. So I was, uh, I was out for a while. Um, I, you know, I didn't really ride for the first half of 20, 22 yeah that's right um i was you know i had surgery pretty much immediately i think it was two weeks later i had surgery i guess not immediately but um i had surgery and you know i i couldn't really use my hand i couldn't grab a lot of things i was dropping the cups it was it was pretty big um so a lot of 2022 was um just getting my strength back i had a second surgery uh in may because my strength still wasn't where it needed to be so they went in and removed some scar tissue to kind of decompress that nerve and um you know 2022 was definitely a re rebuilding year i definitely had lost a lot of confidence um lost a lot of i guess drive for it too you know i couldn't squeeze the brake you know I, I would 
I went to a VIR South weekend and I was getting so frustrated because I would go into a corner like slow, it felt like, and I would squeeze the brake as hard as I could and I wouldn't stop. And it's because I just had no strength there. So it, it was a lot of being patient with myself. I had to learn how to be patient. And um, that was definitely a, a good growing opportunity for me. Um, the, the strength's mostly back. It doesn't straighten out all the way, but I do have a gnarly scar on my, on my right arm. And, um, you know, it's, I think I learned a lot from that year. It, it's definitely something that, you know, if I had to go back and not break it, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would break, break it again, hundred, you know, yeah, three out of three sure. times because yeah. I, the things that have come from my life kind of resetting there is, is something that I wouldn't trade for anything. So, um, yeah, then 2023, we um, decided to kind of try out the ZX a little bit. Um, I see her right there. She's beautiful, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see her. Yeah. The, uh, the R6, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a taller guy. I'm 6'1". Uh, I'm like 190 pounds. So the R6, we, we weren't willing to put a, a ton of money into a motor build, um, basically like a super like a small super stock build. It was a head yeah. gasket. So I was kind of struggling keeping up with these guys in the straightaways. So our thing was like, maybe we'll get a ZX, you know, have a little, you know, a little help with the horsepower. And um, I ended up really liking the the feel and the ride of the ZX. It has its own challenges, but I think, you know, I've definitely improved as far as like uh, addressing issues and, you know, uh, how to solve problems with the bikes. I, I think the ZX has been kind of the key to me figuring that out, at least yeah. for now. Um, so I'm very happy with it, and I would absolutely stick with it if it wasn't going to be um, non-homologated with Moto America coming up in the next few years. I'm not really sure yeah. when, but that's kind of what we've been hearing is that if it's not fly-by-wire, it's not going to be legal. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Which brings a whole other expense into the game, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're really looking at maybe Jixer, but like 15, 10, 15 <clears throat> grand for an electronics kit. Yeah. And, you know, my whole thing with that whole – I mean, it's like – they haven't revised the GSXR in how many years now, right? It's like, I just, it, it it's, you know, and they're stopped making the new, the R1, they're going to stop making. They don't make the GSXR 1000 anymore. It's like we're going, it's like we're going back in time, really, right? You know, MotoGP is talking about going back down to 800s, right? I mean, I say like this, scrap all that. Uh, bring back the inline four seven fifties versus the thousand cc V twins, and let's go back to the old school proper way of racing. Let's do one hundred and fifty horsepower max and no electronic control, and let's get to it. Right? Let's have fun. <laughs> let's lay the darkies. Let's do all that good stuff. Well, uh, I'll definitely say if I had to pick no electronics or electronics, I would say trash control at least. Like, give me trash control. I've high sided too many times and not have trash okay. control. Okay, I'll give you <laughs> traction you control know. with six settings. That's it. You get six yeah, levels well, of traction control. That's three it. levels. That's, that's okay. all I need is three levels. Like just a little bit. Okay, you know, we'll, that's we'll perfect. look at the data and it kicks in like maybe five or six times during a lap. Like that's all okay. I need. You know, that's perfect. That's and Jason Doss. What is up, my man? He says, "What's up, guys?" What's up? Ja he says Nathan was fast back in the day on a Honda. <laughs> Awesome. But so I'm a big fan of Kawasaki's. Obviously, that was my first street bike, right? Now, since then, I've had many ZX6s. I've had four of them. Um, my last one was a 2011 that I bought for 500 bucks. I actually traded a dirt bike for it, which I had $500 oh, in. Um, it's pretty sweet. Dude, it had 22,000 miles on it, I think. I put clip ons, rear sets. That's what I do to every bike, right? Because I, I like, like, you know, you, you buy a stock bike. 
you don't have no adjustability. Even your stock clip-ons, is you, they usually got that little uh, prong in it where it slits up inside your, your triple tree, so you yep. can't even move them forward, right? I'm the type of rider I hate. When I sit on a stock bike, I feel like I'm this. <laughs> I, I, I like my I, I like them out a little bit, right, where I got leverage on it. Um, But my favorite ZX6R I owned was my 05636. Uh, liquid plasma blue, man, that thing was absolute a uh, hoot to ride. Like, I do third gear clutch it up no issue at all you know i'd be 80 miles an hour going down the interstate oh this little 600 be like wah, wah. people are like holy shit dude i'm like dude this is third gear and they're like i don't believe so I, I, I take off and be like first second third right i'm like come on let's go right yeah 65 70 80 I, I had to bounce on it right bounce on the front clutch and that thing would just be like shoot no problem and just sit there and you on this little 600 and it was just, <laughs> that was my wife's favorite bike by the way too was was that zx6r the the 636 in general um where, where the 2011 the performance wise it felt just as fast and it had the mid-range but on top man shit that thing was a right date it was faster than the 636 on top end for sure mm -hmm. um but she didn't like the little seat because the 636, you know, had this bigger seat where, where, where the 2011 had like the Ducati seats where they're this big. Right? Yeah, they're getting smaller and smaller. Right. Like, uh, it, yeah, it, it really is. But man, what a beautiful machine. I love the colors of your bike. I, obviously, I it. It, it's a lot like my, my, I like the greens, the pinks, the purples, the old yeah. school Kawasaki colors, right? That's the whole deal with the logo. It's, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the new Yamaha's coming out with the kind of the same teal that I've, I've been rocking. And, um, you know, it's, I feel like the color is very unique. I, I feel is. like I stand out. I think I have one of the best looking bikes in the grid, personally. You know, I think the colors. I say so. I, I just think I stand out way, way, you know, way more than a lot of people. I, I think it's very unique. I absolutely love it. Uh, when I, when so, I first asked for it, I actually asked for blue and red, and it came, my suit came teal and red, and I was like, this is so much better. You know, thank you for this mistake. I absolutely love it. And so right? I, I kind of mashed everything around that. So who makes your leathers? Um, so 1X, uh, I've been running with 1X uh, for for quite a while now. Um, you know, I tried to re-up with them this year, and I just had issues um, getting getting contact with them. So I did I did join an endurance team this year, and they are being sponsored by Plus. So our endurance team suits are, are Plus. So I'm going to get a chance to try out uh, Plus Racing and kind of see, you know, how, how I like those. But um, I've, I've absolutely loved the 1X. I would recommend it to anybody. Um, you know, it's people say they have issues getting new suits from other companies, you know, fitting. I've never had an issue. I've ordered three, three suits now from them all fit great. And, um, you know, they hold up great, with some minor repairs. It's about all you can ask for, for a suit. So yeah, yeah I absolutely love, love one X. And, and they're all custom, right? You buy yep. the custom ones. Yeah. 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 Kangaroo or cowhide? Yeah, yeah. I once I went kangaroo, I, I don't think I'll go back to cowhide, even though it seems like, you know, people tell me it, it slides a little better. Cowhide slides a little better. It's just it's so much more comfortable to, to wear kangaroo you know? and lighter. It's it's yeah, yeah, exactly. You pick up a kangaroo suit. You like it, it's like picking up. This, this is how I explain it to people. It's like picking up a stock rim off a motorcycle. Now they're they're actually pretty light. Let's let's take it back. Uh, I got an 03 RC fifty one right, and and my eight four eight Ducati's got Forge March Senior rims on it. So I pick up my Forge Bar C rim. It, it's nothing. I go to pick up this RC51 wheel. When I changed the tires, I was like, holy shit. So it's like a Harley Davidson wheel, right? So <laughs> this is the difference between a cow high suit and a kangaroo. Man, the, the, the weight difference is 
you look at it on paper, it don't seem that much, but it, it it's absolutely a lot. You know, it's yeah. it's it's uh it, it feels like it don't weigh you down as much, right? It breathes really well. Uh, but I also heard I've never owned a kangaroo suit. I actually got a pair of kangaroo gloves uh made by Knox Handroids, which are one of my favorite pairs of gloves I've ever this, owned. Actually. Okay, well let's hear it because to me, <laughs> dude, like Okay, so like, dude, I, okay, I was retard, right? We, we go through our phases. So like, I'm into guns, right? So you go out and you go buy a gun. Of course, you got to buy a, a, a concealed carry holster, right? And there's a ten thousand of them. So it's like you got to go through all these ones to find the right that's most perfect for you that feels comfortable and all that, right? Um, same kind of deal. Uh, so same thing with gloves. I go out and I buy these Danezy Full Metal jackets that Rossi wears, right? And they're okay, right? They're they're okay. Uh, my RS Tachis, they're my second favorite pair of gloves. It's like, as soon as you put them on, they're like, oh my God, they, they're just, you, you know, it fits like a glove. Right. Uh, and then I seen the hand droids online, right? I kept seeing all the stuff about the hand droids, hand droids, hand droids, the BOA system, all this. Right. And I was like, and those are sweet 250 bucks. Like anything else. Let's try them. Absolutely love them. I, I, I and I've had them for years. The only, the only issue I have is that now my uh my wrist cuff, the, the little Velcro strap right here, it started to come. Um, I, I need to get it re-sewn. It's it's about mm, getting about a half inch to where I need to to get it. But other than that, it's been absolutely amazing gloves. Breathe well, light kangaroo. They're Knox Androids. <laughs> Straight up, there you go. Yeah, those are the ones with the. They've got like little like black things that go on the back of each finger yep. for you hyperextending right yep yeah so i was um riding a friend's bike actually and i it was cold i uh, went out for like first call it was like 40 degrees it was qualifying i just you know it was being no stupid but went on some dunlops and we ended up sitting for like 10 minutes uh waiting for <laughs> first call so i was like i'm sure it's fine so i went out le leaving pit lane i high-sided like crazy and um when i came down i you know my hands were all pretty beat up but the the black part of my pinky had came out of the channel and so my pinky like this part of my pinky was kind of over here and this bone was sticking uh. out and so um because the thing came out like i had no sideways protection and so yeah. now i won't i won't wear any gloves that have don't have and these the, two fingers tied together yeah. um other than that like i really enjoyed them but just that that one thing you know it's it, see, seeing your bone sticking out it's kind of Kind of, kind of scary <laughs> right you're like yeah oh shit yeah this is so so listen you're right you know that's that's something who was it that start was that Al Al alpine star started that whole if, yeah. if i'm not mistaken right now I've, obviously everybody does it uh i haven't seen I got, I got a couple mates over there in the uk uh racing bsb that actually sponsored by knox um and if i if i remember right i think the newer ones do have some type of little bridge but they still got the uh but it's not as big. So I have one of the original Knox androids where, yeah, there it's the big black. Yeah, it, it looks, dude, it looks like a Terminator hand. It's it's really cool. And people seem to like, dude, those are the coolest gloves I've ever seen in my life, right? So yeah, but <laughs> but you're right. They're they're very comfortable. They breathe really well. It's it's I would take them on the street for sure. Track when you're racing on the track, or well, even on the street, you fall, you're still gonna break shit, right? But yeah, yeah, that whole little pinky bridge between the two is absolutely imperative, right? It's like it's almost like the speed hump, the water in the hump, you know, all that stuff that evolved a, a, as gear got better, right? Um, absolutely, but 
dude, yeah, I, those are my that and my RS Tachi are absolutely my my day and easies. I may be wear them once or twice a year, and it's, it's cool. It's funny because I got that that leather stuff you put on. It makes them all soft and supple, and I clean them and all this, right? But even after I do that, I won't even clean my RS Tachis or the Knox Androids, right? And then I can let them sit for a month and come back and put them on, and they feel just as good versus the day and easy ones they're stiff almost when you first put them back on after a while it's it, i don't know it's just maybe it's just me I, I i don't know right uh but yeah i uh my thing with alpine star man is like i used to be a huge fan i still obviously i still am i got a lot of alpine star stuff but i bought a pair of man i saved up for a while i got those the cheap man they're like 400 bucks whatever they're top of line gloves right dude i literally had them not even six months and the whole stitching where they're together come completely undone. Like really? just, uh, yeah, completely undone. So uh, I, I ended up going, this was in 20, 2011 and we was at the MotoGP race. So I brought them with me cause I knew Alpine star was going to be there. So I asked him, I said, Hey, this is the issue. I haven't, I haven't had my receipt. I was like, dude, this is my receipt. This is where I bought them from. Can you guys help me out? And they're like, nope, you need to send them back off. And I'm like, but you're here right now with all these gloves. Like, I don't get it, right? And that kind of put me off to begin with, right? I'm yeah. like, the customer support there, right? If I was there, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. You got the receipt. Let me, I'll take care of you. Give me the gloves. Here's a new pair. Appreciate it. Sorry about the the issues, right? Um, but since then, I, I don't. I don't buy Alpine Star leather suits. I don't buy Alpine Star gloves. I do have a brand new pair of the Super Tech R boots because they are absolutely some of the most comfortable boots you can buy for road racing, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but, you know, it's just like anything, Nathan, when it comes, you know, you'll have your flaws with somebody will swear by whatever yeah. brand it is and somebody not will perfect. have a bad experience. It's, it's it's really not. I'm not, listen, I'm not talking trash about iPod stars. I'm not talking trash about any of that. I'm just telling you, me and Nathan are just sitting here simply talking about our personal, you know, uh, issues and, and stuff that, that happened with them. And, and that's, what's great about uh, doing this too, you know, is, is you talk about what's good for you might not be good for me. What works for you don't work for me and, and, and vice versa. Um, Good stuff, man. ZX6R, dude, I love that. I'm digging those colors. Every time I look over the corner, dude, I dig those colors, bro. Uh, so once you got that mistake on your suit, you was like, this has got to be on my bike now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got the suit, and um, I, I had the – my first motorway round was with the R6, um, and we we painted it in home. We painted that blue and red, um, and it, it you didn't really – you couldn't really tell that it wasn't quite matching. Um, but when I did get these uh, graphics done, which they look absolutely amazing, um, by Justin Nelson, uh, they, um, yeah, I love that guy. They, um, I, I sent him like I gave him my suit. I was like, please match this because I love these colors. And um, there's been a couple different people, um, you know, kind of come up with it with the colors I've seen. But uh, I, you know, I know me and the, one of the person kind of got these colors at the same time. And I th think we were the first, uh, Jamie Hester. Well, you know, we were the first ones to kind of show up with these colors. So I, I say we're, uh, we own them a little bit, but yeah, absolutely. we definitely don't own them, but you know. So what color is the rims on that bike? Um, so I, I like to race with the whites. I personally love the white color. It, um, it offsets it, 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 that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just more pop, you know? Yeah. Um, I only have one set of white wheels, so it's usually, it can be black, but it's, it's a mixture. If I, you know, I, I'd like to paint them, but it's just not really something. 
it's not really a priority right now to get yeah. a set of rooms painted, especially if we might be moving to something else. In right, a different platform. right. It, so you'll be, you, you're in North Carolina. Where at North Carolina did you say you are right now? Um, Raleigh. Yeah. Right, dude, you're, you're, I'm in Roanoke, Virginia, dude. You're literally like two hours away from me. Hell yeah. Dude, yeah, I dude, you know what, dude? I, I, if we we should have planned this. Next time we'll plan this better. If you're coming <laughs> by, dude, you could just we can meet up and do it live somewhere Absolutely together. That, right? We sit down, cool. yeah, yeah. You could have come by the house. We could have been sitting in this room right here, just doing it up. Yeah, that's cool, man. North Carolina, I like North Carolina. It's 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 a cool state, man, for sure. Um, so listen, racing expert, how'd your 2023 season go, man? Uh, it went really good. Um, I. I tried to shift some of my priorities around for 2023, did a lot less club racing as I did um, 2021, 2022. Um, it was more of kind of budgeting, you know, I, since I went back to school um, for nursing, I, I had to kind of put making money on the back burner, you know, so I, I did support myself a, a large amount for a couple of years. And then, you know, when, when I went back to school, it, it was kind of back to being like, hey, you know, dad, can you help me out a little bit? And helped me out a lot of it, you know, and he's <laughs> a lot of it. I love it. Yeah. And, and now, now that we're doing stuff at the level that we're doing, you know, it's, it's no longer like doing a track day every month, you know, it's spending three grand at Moto America weekend, you know, trying to, trying to race. It's not like we can just, I can, it's not like I can, you know, ask him like, Hey, you know, I need a new set of tires for this, for this session and this session only it's, it's more of like, you know, how can I make, how can I make what we have last? And, um, you know, he's, he's always been, very helpful um but he's never been one to say like oh yeah this this isn't this is no big deal you know have all the money you want no it's of course not you know he's i i try to be fair with what i ask for and um, now that i'm hopefully getting back to back into working i can kind of you know jump back into it and cover myself again but uh but yeah the uh, the 2023 season um it was a little bit of a little bit of club racing uh i got picked up um to the Trash Panda Racing Team for the Endurance Series um, by Micah Hand uh, and Jenny Hand. They were, uh, they've been absolutely amazing to me as far as being hospitable. A lot of times, you know, I couldn't swing getting, you know, my bike and my gear down there to race on that weekend. So I would just drive my Honda Civic to the track with my suit in the, in the trunk and I would sleep in their RV. You know, I think I did that for three rounds and they would always cook for me. They would always um, just, do, just do everything. And I was very thankful for that. Um, but we ended up, you know, that was kind of like a, a test season for the team. It was the first season and we ended up coming in uh, third for the for the whole series, which is pretty sweet behind Top yeah, Box absolutely. and Alpha Omega. Um, so next year, you know, we're getting the suits. Um, I think we're making some roster changes a little bit um, to kind of get a more serious team, more, more, I guess, more committed to the series. And I'm very interested to see what we're going to do. Um, I know personally for me, I plan to be faster at every single track because that's just a personal goal. Like I want to, I want to run average faster times. Uh, I, you know, my first endurance, I was not quite physically ready. I didn't, I kind of underestimated what I needed to be physically, you know, as far as endurance goes. So, um, that was a big challenge kind of at the beginning of the year. Um, but, uh, besides that, I, I kind of met some of my Moto America goals. You know, I did three rounds. I did Road Atlanta. I did uh pittsburgh i did barber so road atlanta i got like 16th and 17th uh, nice. that or 17th and 18th but it was like mid-pack you know the first year uh 2022 i basically got last every single every single race yeah right um but but you know i, I kind of moved to the like mid-pack you know beating a lot of privateers um 
you know, and learning a lot is, is the main thing. And then at Barber, the extended race, I got 12th, which is nice, amazing. dude. You know, Bro, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. And my my teammate Sean Hopkins, he got he got 10th, and it's it's just some like you know you, you make friends with these really fast guys that you kind of share things, you share setups, you share tire pressures. It's been really helpful. Um, but you know, my 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 squad for that for that weekend for the Barber weekend was I have three uncles there. You know, three different uncles were able to fly in and help me and it was just like a ragtag team and our pit stop was 45 seconds which is crazy for a, t a rear tire change yeah. and a fuel uh for people who had you know that two, is that's for people fast. who had never been to the track before right so that was i was you know very blessed that, that they were willing to come down and do that and then um pittsburgh sadly i was doing actually i was doing really well i was doing all pbs in the race and i ended up losing control like moving to the race and i got knocked out <laughs> And they oh, have no. a nice, nice little clip of me in the first race, you know, bouncing on the pavement and um, loading me into the ambulance, which I do not remember. But um, I was still, you know, as much as even though I didn't get to finish the race, I was still very happy with my times. I, I think um, I've I've got a lot of potential for um, for improving for this year. I wish they were back there again this year, but you know, I guess Motor America has the reasons not to schedule Pittsburgh yeah. and do Mid Ohio instead. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and then I think the biggest part, the biggest thing for me was uh, the GNF. I did, um, I got some time such, I didn't think I was capable of, you know, a 30 flat at Barber um, on the ZX. I was very, very happy with that. I got a second place in one of the races. Um, it's, I think the biggest thing for me there is that I have such a close community of those top, you know, C-class guys that, you know, me, uh, uh, Rohan, Sid, uh, Donovan Piper, you know, we're all ZX guys. We're all comparing measurements in between races. You know, I'm, le I'm lending them springs. I, I let Donovan a wheel because he bent his in practice. It's just, you know, this community is, is one of the reasons why I believe that, you know, I can get faster. And then uh, the reason why I love the sport so much is just the people in it. It's not just being on track. It's, it's who I'm on track with. And these relationships that I've built, it's, you know, I, I absolutely love everything that I do about it. It's, I could go on and on about all that stuff, but you know. dude, yeah, I, me too, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's our, our sport dude in general and, and, and the commodity that comes with it. Like when I met dude, I've had a lot of people, uh, junior cup guys and all on the podcast. And when I met, went to Jersey, I actually met them all. And it was such an honor. We had such a good time. Uh, that's where I met, you know, obviously Ryan Wolf and his and Erica actually with Erica's watching right now. What is up, Erica? Yes, we <laughs> talked about your banana nut bread. We're looking yeah, we forward talked to about it. it. Absolutely. It says, but <laughs> you and dad are our heroes. We would never have finished our first MA race without your help. I'm I remember that road Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then and then my yeah, friend well, Nathan Wicks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We we got stationed like out of the paddock, way up, um, almost by the, the fan area. Uh, it's I mean it was there's three levels. We were on the fourth level and they got, they put it next to us and that's where we met them. And, um, it was just kind of, you know, I, I remember coming up after, uh, after tech and I was like, they're taking everybody. And they're like, they're taking everybody. So Erica went and got Ryan and they like ran down there with their, their, their twin bike. It was, I, I remember all that stuff. It was, uh, you know, and, and we've seen them at all the endurance rounds and all the motorway rounds past that. It's, it's just friends that I'm so glad to have made that, that first round at Everett Atlanta, you know, it's, yeah. it's just like, like, again, it's those relationships that you make. It's, it makes the sport it is because i so i met ryan and uh i gave my phone number and i'm walking out there in jersey and i get this text message he's like hey this is ron come by my camper right and i was like 
all right, Dad, because my son, uh, Hayden Rossi, that I named him after Nikki Hayden Valentino, I was like, hey, I'm going to go over here and, and go meet uh, Ryan and, and you know his family or whatever. So, man, I walk over there, and they were nothing but absolutely awesome, awesome people. I felt right at home. It was uh, the whole weekend was just nothing but laughs and giggles. They were absolutely amazing. Uh, Ryan's amazing. I've had him on twice. Looking forward to, you know, seeing where he's going to go in his career. Um, it's absolutely, yeah, great people. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I never felt out of place. Like this is what I tell everybody, right? Um, I never meet a stranger. We're we're not strangers. Even people that I've never met right now that are listening overseas, whether you're in Australia or the UK, whatever, none of us are strangers. We're just friends that haven't met yet. Right. That's all it is. Um, and yeah, it's it's our communities just uh man, it's it's hard to describe and tell people the love and respect you get in the paddock, man. And yeah, you you need help. You like you're like, hey, I you know, I don't have this 43 2 sprocket. I'm in between. If somebody in that paddock's got your bike, they're like, here you go. No problem. I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. Just give it back to me at the end of the weekend or just send it to me in the mail or whatever it is, right? It's it's uh that that's one thing that our sport separates from any other sport in the world is that yeah. love and community and that mutual respect for everybody in the paddock, whether you are three seconds off the fastest guy or 10 seconds off the fastest guy, whatever help you need. Or if somebody comes by and they see you struggling, they're going to stop and say, Hey man, do you need some help? What, what's the issue? What's going on? Can I help? And boom, next thing you know, it's, it's like best friends, right? That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, uh, strangers. The, the first race with the Kawasaki, um, apparently you have to have the side panels on the bike, which a lot of people don't run them because they break when you crash. And I didn't know, but from Motor America homologation, like you have to have these side panels. And so I come in after one of the qualifying sessions and they, you know, they're like, figure it out, you know, or you're going to get DQ'd. Figure so it I'm out, panicking. right? I'm yeah. panicking. You know, I know this is, this happened with, with other Kawasaki riders, but, you know, asking around, there was a, um, a guy who I, consider myself friends with now gary ankowski you know i never met before he's a fast kawasaki guy and he's like yeah i just had these painted it's like you it's like you can use them as long as you bring them back and that kind of saved my weekend you know it's someone i never met before who's my competitor who's willing to lend me something that i can compete and you know it's and potentially kick his butt yeah yeah, i mean mean, yeah it's it's it's, yeah it's it's still like that all the time i mean i've talked to that same weekend i talked to mesa about his gearing because i couldn't figure it out you know it's it's and you know he's the top three and i'm finishing in the back you know it's it, it doesn't really matter it, for me it doesn't seem like it matters where you finish or how you are it's just there's just support you know back and forth between everybody and you know you, you can leave your phone out phone wallet out and you're on your table and go riding and it's going to be there when you get back 100 percent of the time dude yeah I, yeah it's it's <laughs> uh there, there's nothing i try to explain it to my friends that you know i, I got a lot of friends that watch racing, but they're not a nut K. I mean, look at my room, dude. I, I dude, I'm a full blown diehard. Like I put you like this. If the world, if the government says we're getting rid of all two wheel racing, period, no racing, no motorcycles, no nothing. You might as well just hang me, kill me, whatever. <laughs> Cause I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, that's yeah. just my love and my passion. Right. Um, it's uh, yeah. And then Nathan wicks, what is up my man? He says, I remember that call. Glad you were okay. So, you know, Nathan, it's, it's probably the the Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Pittsburgh, popped up right, yeah. right after that. Yeah, um, and then and look, listen, Erica Wolf said the fork oil turkey basta. <laughs> Your dad saved. Oh yeah, that's right. yeah, we love that's the awesome. Baster. 
for their fork oil. That was that was pretty funny. Hey, it yeah. works, right? It did work. I mean, absolutely, it works. Yeah, yeah. And then my man Paul McKee, what is up, man? I can't wait to have a conversation. He says nothing like the racing family. Listen, it's it's not. It's it's uh, I go silent because man, I don't know what to say. It's 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 hard to explain to people out there that's never experienced that the love within the paddock. I'm sure fans come up to the races, right? And and they see and they see everybody communicating and talking and laughing and giggling right but when you're actually competing in in the paddock right and, and an issue comes up you you're surprised of all the love and support you get from everybody in the paddock people you don't even know i mean there might be somebody you know everybody's not going to get along with everybody that's just how it is right so you might meet somebody that you're parked right next to but your vibes your energy just don't match right but you might see him struggling and you'll walk over there and be like, hey, you know, I see you. Can I help you? And next thing you know, dude, all that's gone. You're like best friends by the end of the weekend, calling and texting. And, dude, yeah, all that good stuff. It, it's very rare you can go anywhere else that I've never um, seen uh, in any other community of sports that I've ever been involved with. Yes, you get love and support from other people in other sports, right? But absolutely nothing like twos so when i always say them twos boy that's it that's oh they, 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 the balloon. you see that yeah so i guess you gotta do it's the key size that what it is i guess i don't know it's weird how so i can't figure it out that's that's weird yeah i i, I, I figured that one out right so so that, that well, okay there you there go you that go. that's for everybody but yeah it's uh nathan you're right it's i can't even talk now i'm stumbling nothing <laughs> like it man it's it's, it's uh I can't wait to go back. So my next question for you is, Nathan, are you going to be in Road Atlanta this year? I am, yes. Dude, yep, bro, I will be. so I will be there too. I'll be with Erica and, and Ryan and them. So, yeah, we are definitely going to get together. Uh, I'm a hugger, by the way. So uh, <laughs> I might see you. You don't know. I'm going to come straight up from the back and be like, boom, Big Bear. Uh, what is up, bro? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would love to do a live podcast with you while we're yeah. out there in Road Atlanta too, man. We'll get together. and. Uh, yeah, we're going to have so much fun. I can't wait to meet everybody down there in Atlanta. It's, it's going to be good. So listen, 2023 was really good for you. Um, 2024, what's happening in 2024, Nathan? Yeah, so 2024, um, I think, again, I'm, you know, we're still discussing my priorities because I am graduating. I don't know how. Yeah, I know, I'm so excited. When you graduate? Um, May 4th. Dude, may, may the 4th be with you. Star Wars, yeah, dude. I love it. I love it. I, that's my birthday month is, is May 18th. Is my oh, birthday. that's the day before my birthday. Is my oh, birthday dude. Fit, so. Bro. Dude, <laughs> we're like brothers from another mother's. Like exactly, I said, we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're not strangers. We're just friends that haven't met yet. That's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't know how time off is going to work. Working in a hospital as a nurse, I don't know how all that's going to work. So I'm very hesitant to plan heavily. Um, chances are like I can make every single week and I want to based on how these interviews are going and how they're, um, you know, how they're, how they're saying their scheduling works, but I just, you know, I, I don't want to plan something way ahead and commit to it without, you know, fully knowing. So, yeah. um, I do know that endurance with trash Panda racing will be my top priority. I'm going to be making every single, uh, weekend for them, whether it's taking the civic again, preferably not, you know, preferably taking my bike and maybe racing 
the rest of the weekend. But, um, you know, it still might be something like that. But um, after that, I plan on doing um, Birdland and Barber for sure. And either either Road America or Mid-Ohio. It's going to depend, um, you know, now that you need points to keep your two-digit number, I'm going to try to get points in those first two rounds because I'm not, I'm not sure I can get it at Mid-Ohio or Road America. But um, with all these new um, teams coming in, you know, that getting a top 15 spot is seeming like a pretty lofty goal, but it is a goal of mine. So it'll be interesting if I can get, if I can get some points this year. Um, if I can't get points, as long as I, as long as I improve, I'll be happy. You know, as long as I do better than I did last year, I'll be happy. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely still very in the air, like club racing. I have not, I have no idea what, what I'm doing with club racing. I, I would like to do club racing. I absolutely love club racing, but as far as committing to weekends, I just, I can't do it yet. You know, there's still too much unknowns. Yeah. Um, but I definitely will be doing endurance and I'll definitely be doing at least three rounds. Definitely those first two and those, the third one's kind of in the air. Yeah. Listen, I, I applaud you, man. Uh, we touched base on this before the podcast started, man. Bravo, dude. Graduation. Being a nurse is not an easy thing to do. Like, Dude, I I couldn't do it, man. That's not something. That's not me, dude. Absolutely not. It's it's. I got friends that do it. My wife, she's all. My wife, she worked in at Korean Hospital out here in Roanoke, Virginia, for like eleven years. She's like, oh, I watch this surgery. She's watching this shit on her phone. I'm like, bro, what are you watching? She's like, check this shit out. I was like, well, no, absolutely not, right? She's all into that shit, right? So yeah. Uh, she'd come home and she's like, oh, this and that, and doing this and doing that. And I'm thinking to myself, absolutely not. I applaud anybody in that position. Uh, it, it's, dude, again, bro, because being a nurse, there's a lot of hard work that goes in that. A lot of years of school, a lot of a lot of hard work, right? It yeah. is. Uh, it's uh, and and for you to do that, man, nothing but much love to you, man. I absolutely need more people like you in this world, right? Yeah. I know there's there's a lot, but it's it's there. There's something saying between um your average nurse and then finding someone that actually cares about their patients all the time, no, no matter the, the circumstance, right? And and that's rare. And as far as you're not making your points, bro, you got this. absolutely you got this it's not an issue you you yeah it's just not about the points you know it's about it's about improving so it it is it is but you know but the number one thing what is the number one thing in this having fun if you're not having fun that's easy yeah if you're not having fun you're not going to improve on anything exactly pissed off the whole time right so yeah that's dude that is absolutely amazing dude a nurse again bravo because that's not me like if my wife's bleeding i'm like can you call your friend? That's bad, right? Can you call your friend? Versus, like I said earlier, if I'm bleeding, I'm like, check this out, right? Like, this is okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, that's, well, I, I guess I'm just weird. I think one of the biggest things about nursing that makes you a good nurse is like not just being able to handle that stuff. It's about being like, um, what's the word? Being calm. A, but yeah, but being being a source of calm and in, in people's you know frantic, anxiety-inducing injuries. You know, coming to the ED. You know, I, I'm sure. Lots of these people, if people who are watching have been in the ED a lot as, as racers, you know, you, you start to learn, you know, what, what type of personality, what type of nurse, what type of doctor makes your stay worse, makes your stay better, who, you know, who, who increases your anxiety, what, what makes you, you feel better. So um, I, I am applying for the ED for that reason is, you know, I, I want to be a source of calm for those people who come in, they're all frantic, you know, you, 
a lot of times you don't know what's going on. You're, you're afraid, and it's you, sometimes you just need somebody to be like, like, look, it's you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. You know, it's you're gonna survive. It's, you'll get past this. And you know, I want to be that source of calm that I've had in the past and that yeah. I haven't had in the past. You know, I, I think that's something that I feel like I can really, really do for people. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to get into it. That's listen again. I just got done saying exactly what you said. That's. Uh, Again, bro, <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 funny because when um like when panic situations come up, I find my weirdly oddly of this, like I find like I'm super super calm. I don't know what it is, man. Like the world could be blowing up, and I'm just over here like cool. Let's just look yeah. at the positives. Like we got to get over here for this, you know. But it's just I don't know what it is. Like I remember my first major wreck I got on the street on a motorcycle. I ended up breaking my knee right i didn't i didn't fully break my knee what happened was i was in jeans but i, I went in this left hand corner it's nighttime i didn't see the gravel front end washed out right so i went did the whole tumble thing um went to go stand back up to go pick up my bike i felt this pain when i looked down i just seen blood just like right out my leg i was like well this is cool right yeah. so uh uh I, I get to the er what happened was it 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 it, it move my kneecap out the way so so when your two knees join i had a hairline crack in my top one right which okay. was not fun uh it, it hurt like a son of a bitch i didn't feel it right then right but all the all that shit you go through um but dude my cousin he was fucking flipped out he's like oh my god we gotta call down this and that and i'm over there like i'm like dude it's we're good he's like dude you're fucking bleeding everywhere you're gonna bleed out all this i'm like bro Calm down. We're good. And he's like, how are you so calm right now? I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. You know no what I think idea. it is? I think it's racing. You get used to people like flying up on the inside of you. Like you have to stay calm. Like you, you learn to. how to stay calm in these like yes. crazy situations. You know, you're going in four wide to turn one on the first, first lap of the race. You know, your heart rate can't change, you know, or else you're going to make an adjustment and, and crash. You know, I think you learn to be stay calm in these, in these stress situations. So it, it is, it's, it's, maybe, it's, maybe that's where I got it from, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be uh, again, man. Yeah. So, Erica, uh, Joseph Ray, first of all, thank you, Joseph. What an honor. Thank you so much for all your love and support. He said, let's get it, Chris. You grind like no other. Thank you. I really appreciate it. it it's an absolute honor. Absolutely. Uh, Erica Wolf says, graduation. Absolutely so awesome, right? Yes, yes. And then Paul McKee again, my man says, awesome aspiration, Nathan. People definitely need that calm presence. Good luck this year, brother. Pulling for you appreciate it absolutely yeah and listen again if anybody's watching this i, I should have said this earlier but me and nathan's just been going at it back and forth <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to come in live on this podcast dude just shoot me a message on facebook message i'll bring you in you can ask nathan or me a question live and yeah we can go on to the next one which is yeah pretty cool but dude so dude that 15 whatever you're talking about the points dude you got this nathan i can't wait to see you in road atlanta it's gonna be Absolutely incredible. Such a good time. Uh, and as far as, as your ZX6R go, what year is that thing? 2020? It a, it's a 2013, but I have to say it's They haven't changed. Yeah. They, it's no. a 2018. It's got a 2021 motor in it. It's just got an old frame. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's it's basically a 2021 because of the motor. That's really the, the main thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's got that the 2013 to 2018 kind of style, the, the parts. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's handles great. We just got it back from Mike at KWS. Um, and it's actually now 
with Kendall, this is the B bike. It's a, it's with Kendall. We're getting potentiometers this year. Oh, nice. So we're going to be, we're going to be doing a lot of data. Um, I think that's kind of my biggest, my biggest, uh, roadblock right now is kind of knowing how to, you know, get from, you know, three seconds off the top time to the top time is, it's just sort of small adjustments. It's no longer something big. Yeah. It's going to be keeping up with data and, you know, really, really making sure I'm doing everything to the max. Yeah, that's that. That's a whole other side of of the sport oh, you gotta yeah. learn, right? Now, now you gotta sit down on the computer and look at all the wiggly lines, like and, and look at this wiggly line, yeah, and all that yeah. good stuff. But and now you see, probably, I see why my dad's willing to step back. You know, he's a, he's an electrical engineer. He does he works for Lenovo, so I guess he's kind of used to looking at a lot of these electrical graphs. But that would be some kind of intimidating for me to race and look at these things. So it's I'm I'm definitely blessed to have him kind of able to you got know, you. Yeah. look at these things and be like hey you know here's where you're lacking you're, you're hitting your brakes too early and charlotte's web which i always do it's just yeah. things like that i think is going to help me um, progress this year yeah i, I absolutely agree i, I, I thought some my old laptop was actually a, a lenovo i had to I had to look at my well my other old laptop laptop which is hp um which took a shit on me, man. Like I almost like I'll sitting up for this podcast and bro, I go to turn it on and like you, you go to do your password and the whole screen just kept going like this. And I was like, dude, what is going on? I powered down, powered back up, took the battery out, all that crap. And I was like, you know what? So I stole my wife's laptop. That's what I'm doing this on. So thank you, wifey, for letting me use the laptop because <laughs> I got to get either mine fixed or buy a new one. Right. So mm. yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Dude, listen, uh, bro. What a story, Nathan, man. You got a lot to juggle, man. So let me, let me ask you this. Uh, not all racers, but I always ask this question to every racer, right? Um, and every racer to me is a legend. Absolute. You're a legend, bro. So, uh, how do you mentally prepare yourself for a race weekend? And on top of that, do you have any, uh, rituals you do, right? Like, do you have lucky underwear, uh, pair of socks you gotta wear you gotta have these socks right uh do you have anything like that um the only thing i really do before each race is just kind of shoot a quick prayer um i don't really do any rituals uh i'm not i don't really believe in that kind of uh lucky stuff right so i don't i don't have anything like that um as far as preparing i just try to um hydrate is the main thing yeah um and be calm yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, remaining calm is very difficult. I'm, my very first uh, Moto A race, I ended up throwing up on Thursday because I was so anxious. And it's it's gotten better. It's not you know it's not yeah. a solved problem, but um, it's definitely you know it's it's staying calm is hard, especially like sitting on the grid yeah. is so nerve wracking. But as soon as you get going, it's just you you know your anxiety kind of goes away, and you just put your head down and do what you've been doing for for years having fun and smiling under that helmet yeah exactly yeah that's it, it it's funny man because uh I, I did when i first started riding and like really started getting into track days and actually being decently fast like i dude i've dabbled in road racing i mean let's just be honest dude our sport's so expensive even back then i just dude i started late you know getting into track days i did a couple endurance races when i was in phoenix i raced for ccs the best i ever did was seventh out of a 30 minute 45 minute what they called an endurance race right um at the time 
uh, instead of a sprint race at uh, Phoenix International Raceway, which is a crazy track because they're they're main straight. When you come out of the last left-hand corner, I forget to turn 14 or whatever it was, you actually go on the drag strip straight, and there's a metal plate right in the middle of it. So you either got to go wide or you got to cut it. Or you got to come out the last corner. You either go wide so you can cut in to miss the plate or you come in uh early so you can go out wide and still miss the plate you can never hit that last apex just right to come out where, where you really wanted to be because of that it was just it was a crazy track back in the day really right? yeah it sounds dude. crazy <laughs> it was bro it really was uh but man i had so much fun but yeah i remember uh pulling up it was like my second the first time i didn't really feel sick to my stomach but the second time was like this overwhelming kind of anxiety and like all this pressure and I'm sitting there with two of my buddies and this girl I was dating at the time. And all of a sudden we're talking and I was just like, give me one second. And I was just like, Ralph all over the place. Right. Like my name is Ralph. I felt better afterwards, but I did that several times the, the next couple of times I came and, and it, it was obviously just my, the tension, the, the, the anxiety, right. It's, it's to me, it's, it's life's a journey. Racing's a journey, right. It's not the destination. It's, it's everything leading up to that is the best part of that journey. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it was the same thing. Just overwhelming, I guess is what it was. But after a couple of times that didn't really bother me in order for me to get my mind right. Like even, even now, right. So I ride on the street still, obviously, uh, uh, before I go out, I don't really, I guess you could call it a ritual. Um, I like to listen to Frank Sinatra. Dude, I love okay. Frank, right? So I put on some Frank Sinatra. If I don't put on Frank Sinatra, I, I do. So I, I like, I, I do the Wim Hof method, the Iceman, right? Where you do that, that deep breathing, right? And you get in an ice bath and you do all that stuff. Um, I find that that uh, breathing and kind of like semi-meditation, you know, because really to really meditate, you got to spend a long time sitting in one place and doing the whole Zen and, and getting into it, right? But I like to be... Uh, I don't really like to talk to a whole lot of people uh, when I'm getting ready to go out. I like to be in my own head and clear it. Right. And, and just, uh, just kind of be at peace. Right. And if I do listen to music, it's usually not real hype music. It'd be Frank Sinatra. But if I did listen to anything hype, I would uh, probably put on the movie 300 with my man Leonidas. Cause I love the Spartans. Right. And I'd watch a couple scenes of the movie and just be, Oh, who oh, let's go. Right. And get all that adrenaline pumping. But I, I find that I did better. Uh, if I wasn't so hyped up and my adrenaline wasn't pumping because I, that's wasted energy. Right. So it takes away from me being out there trying to extract. Cause I'm already, you know, it, I mean, you race, right. So you use so much energy on a track. It's unbelievable. Like you'll come back and you're just completely wiped out. Like I'm, I could take a nap for two hours, right? Yeah, absolutely. Give me a couple bananas, apple, and let me take a nap. Uh, yeah. So I get you. I get you on that whole nerves throwing up thing. Uh, yeah. And and so I learned to when I did it. I, I was like, no, I'm not eating. I, I got about an hour and a half. I I do not want to eat because I already know the outcome's going to be. I'm going to puke it right back up. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want yeah. a good chunk before. No, no. I hydrate water. I'm a big water drinker anyway. So I don't, I didn't grow up drinking uh, soda. Um, so yeah, so I, I got bad ADHD and I don't take Adderall. I don't take any man made. Dude, I'm, if I got a headache, which is very rare, I drink water, right? I don't even, 
you know, surgeries that give you all those pills to take, man, I, I, I don't want them. Just, I, I just deal with it. Right. I, I don't, I don't want to do nothing with that. Uh, so my ADHD was real bad back then. It was reeling. My parents were like, nah, hell no. Uh, so I didn't get, of course I still got sud every once in a while, but it's not nothing like today. Right. Um, so I didn't grow up drinking it at, and funny enough, like right now, if I was to take like my son and my wife, they drink Dr. Pepper. So if I was to take a Dr. Pepper and I would take two sips of it within a minute, I literally got to pee like that. <laughs> I mean, that's how quick it is on me. Sweet tea, lemonade, all that does that to me. Water, drink gallons of water a day. No problem. As soon as I drink soda, lemonade, sweet tea, even coffee, it's... Yeah, immediately got to go to the bathroom, which is kind of funny, right? In a way, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's just something wrong with me. I don't know. But yeah, Nathan, it, it, that's cool, man. Uh, uh, I, it's cool that uh, you achieved what, what you achieved, and I'm proud of you. This It's it's awesome, right? And I hope that uh, you achieve whatever goal you have in your mind as far as road racing goes. I hope you achieve that four times over. Absolutely, right? Thank you. I appreciate um, it. And, and as far as your career goes, dude, again, bravo. I absolutely admire you for that. And thank you so much for uh, serving us regular people when we get hurt coming to the hospital, man. That's <laughs> very big, dude. It, it really is. Um, but, yeah, dude, so 2024 is going to be awesome. We're going to meet at Road Atlanta. I cannot wait. Um, so, listen, I want to get away from all this motorcycle talk, and I want to talk about what Nathan does to relax away from everything, right? So, uh, this is my favorite part of the interview, um, and I want to start it out by uh, what is your favorite movie, Nathan, of all time? Gosh, I don't watch a lot of movies, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, I really don't. You know, I I also have AD, I have ADD, so I have trouble okay. kind of making it through a movie unless uh, it really gotcha. has my attention. Um, gosh, if I had to pick one. I'm not, nothing comes to mind as far as favorite movie. Uh, I watch a lot of uh, TV shows. I watch a lot of animes. Um, I really enjoy like the, the cartoony stuff. I feel like you can kind of get more more action packed in, in a cartoon just because you can draw a lot. You know, draw yeah. a lot more than you can do with special effects. But yeah. as far as movie goes, um, gosh, I I honestly had nothing popping in my head right now. That's okay. That's okay. We can come back. <laughs> so as far as anime, I like anime too, right? So. Of course, I love all the Disney movies, right? All the Pixar and all that, man. Those absolutely uh, amazing movies. Uh, I'm I'm like you, right? Like I can make it through a movie, but you got ADD, I got ADHD. So this is my issue, Nathan. Like I could, and it's funny when I podcast, it's like I'm so in tune. I don't think anything else, but right here in this moment, right? But I'll leave here and I'll go in there and I'll go watch a TV show with my wife and my son. And 10 minutes into it, I don't forgot what the hell is even going on because even though I'm watching the movie or the TV show, my mind is not watching the TV show. I'm thinking about the World Superbike. Look at the screen. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about the World Superbike. Yes, dude. I'm yeah. thinking about the podcast coming up tomorrow. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about this. And then I'll watch like a series and I'll get through the first season and the second season will start and they'll do a recap. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Like, <laughs> I feel like I got to go back and rewatch the first season yeah. just to know what I'm going on in the second season. That's my issue, right? So, yeah, I'm I'm uh, a little, uh, yeah, crazy <laughs> like that. But uh, so 
Uh, my favorite movie, if dude, if I had to pick one favorite movie, man, there's so many good ones, but I would have to say Top Gun, the original Top oh, Gun, because that's yeah. what my dad did. And yeah, aircraft carrier, fighter jets, dude, GPZ, 900 motorcycles, the women, dude, come on, man. How can you not love that movie? Jets, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but other than that, like, my favorite, uh, documentaries would be like faster the fastest the text the doctor the text tornado the kentucky kid all those kind of mm. uh on any sunday that's besides top gun on any sunday would is is absolutely one of my uh favorite movies so speaking of that are you watching anything cool on hulu or netflix or anything you could recommend to anybody um well so i guess my favorite show is demon slayer right now and they're coming out with a movie uh tomorrow and usually the movies for animes are just like the last like hour and a half of the series that they showed last season and like a, a new 30 minutes. Uh, but I, I mean, that's one of the, 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 the go-to shows right now, if you're kind of into the, uh, the whole genre of anime. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, but um, it is on Netflix actually. Uh, so yeah, I, I, w- I would go watch that. You know, if you're not into cartoons, I get it. It's definitely not for everybody, but um you know, don't judge it. Don't judge it before you uh, before you try it. Don't judge it. Listen, I love <laughs> cartoons. I'll sit there and I watch cartoons, dude. You know what? Yeah. Well, my favorite cartoon was growing up was Popeye, dude. Popeye. I love Popeye so much, dude. That's what got me eating spinach when I was a little kid. I'd see Popeye eat spinach, so I'd go to my mom and be like, "Hey, I want some spinach, mama, because it's gonna make me strong like Popeye, right?" And so back in the day, they. They sold Popeye spinach, right? I forget the brand, but it had Popeye on the can, right? With his big forearm. So, yeah, that's what started my love for spinach. And to this day, I absolutely love spinach. Yeah. Like, not canned spinach, okay, people? Fresh spinach. I go to the grocery store, buy the fresh spinach, the olive oil, the garlic, the crushed red pepper, the, blah, the whole nine, right? Um, yeah. Absolutely amazing. So, listen, I love books. I I, I don't read. I'm an audiobook listener, just like a podcast, right? When I'm at work. Throw, throw my earbuds in, put on a book. But again, I have this same trouble, Nathan. I'll go read, I'll listen to a chapter uh, of a book and I don't forgot what that chapter was about. You know, and I'm like, I don't remember him talking about this in that last chapter. Uh, so the book that actually that uh, I'm almost done with is uh, Guthner, the guy that ran the the Haas team in, in, in F1. Um, okay which was good. Uh, the book before that was, uh, Matthew McConaughey, the green light dude. That was a, an amazing book. Absolutely amazing book. Um, so do you like audio books or read or, um, I, uh, I don't read. I do a lot of podcasts. I, I had the same issue as where like, I, uh, yeah, I, I, ha- I'll read a page and then I'll be like, what just happened you know i have to reread the whole page and i'll reread yeah. it again and I'll, be, I'll think about like i can have to reread this whole page and then i'll get to the bottom of the page and be like wait i just did it again you know i'll have to go back to the top it's it's frustrating um yeah so it's again it's usually like podcasts where there's not really a like podcasts some, some podcasts will tell stories you know the, the crime podcasts which those are great for times but I need something that kind of bounces off the walls a little bit, you know, has, doesn't really have a backbone to it, but, um, you know, has a subject, but not really a, a, a set way to do it. So it right. kind of keeps my, keeps pulling, pull my attention back to it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's mainly what I listen to. You know, there's a podcast called Truckle Sandwich, which is just two guys kind of bullshitting and for an hour and 
I, I enjoy it. It's, it's fun to listen to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, as far as reading goes, I, I don't do a lot of reading. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I read my textbooks a lot. I will, I will sit down for school. That, of course. You yeah. Need to for that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I man, listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts too. Obviously I never dreamed I'd be podcasting, but here I am. And I, I fucking absolutely love it. Uh, but I do, man. You know, I, I don't, I listen to some true, my wife's a big true com, uh, pod, uh, listen to a lot of podcasts. The one that, um, let me see, which one was it? She, my buddy actually turned me on to that I work with her. Like, Oh my God, you got to listen to this, you know, murder mystery podcast. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to murder mystery podcast. Come on, man. But I did. I, it's called case file. And the one I listened to was on, uh, the Jonestown murder with Jim, Around Jim Jones, where he made everybody drink that Kool Aid back in the day, and all that, all that you know, shit that went on. But what I found very interesting, it had me so gripped into it, like I actually listened to the whole thing. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I remember, like, yeah, like this is this is all right right here. Um, what's your favorite podcast you listen to? Um, it's probably that Truckle Sandwich podcast. You, you know, listen to any motorcycle podcast? I don't. I don't really consume a lot of motorcycle media. Um, I got you. It's one of those like I prefer to do than than listen. Um, I I do enjoy watching the races, but it's um, again it's unless there's a lot happening. Sometimes I have issues paying attention. You know, it's just how yeah, it is. Me too. Um, this guy right but, here. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's it's just one of the you know it's it's one of the podcasts I like. It's usually follows um some Twitch streamers. I don't know if you heard of Twitch. Yep. and streamers but uh I'll, I'll follow some of those people just because it's like a weird reality show sometimes it's it's just funny you know it it's, is it's, it's not something i spend a lot of time doing but if i have nothing to do i'll toss it on while i do win, something yeah. play with my dog you know dude i'm an animal lover i got two dogs myself absolutely dude i absolutely love dogs. i'm a big animal person i think everybody in the world would be better if they had an animal for yeah. sure 100%. um uh so music I listen to, obviously, I didn't told you, I'm a, I'm a huge Frank Sinatra, and people were like, what the hell are you listening to? I'm like, dude, this is Frank Sinatra. Are you kidding me right now? But I can listen to, I'm that type of person, I can go from Frank Sinatra to Bob Marley to Young Dolph to, uh, dude, you name it, uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I, I'm all over the, like, ADHD. I'm all over the place on the spectrum when it comes to music. Uh, so what do you like? Yeah, so I recently got into the uh, rave EDM scene. <laughs> so I've been going to a lot of shows with a lot of lasers, a lot of lights, um, a lot of high people. You know, it's 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 a whole other world in, in a show where there's just so much going on, and the music kind of you feel the music in your in your chest. I've always kind of been a, an electronic fan, but I've never really gone to the shows. And um, I highly recommend just even if you if, if you're not an electronic fan, like just going to a show like it's unbelievable the experience that you get um and uh don't let people fool you like you don't have to be tripping balls to no. enjoy these shows like no. the music's good the lights are good the visuals are good um it's you know you can go to have a good time just just by yourself you know yeah and um yeah i've been i i will listen to some of the uh like the dubstep stuff before if you know if before it maybe a stint if i'm if i'm really trying to get in the get in the zone but um, I'll mostly play like bassy electronic music. It's it's not really a lot of it's not really a popular genre. 
you know, if I play music with my parents, I'm usually playing like, like a, I have like a rock playlist I'll play, like an old school rock playlist or, um, you know, I'll, I'll pick some people, people pleaser music, but, uh, you know, my, my, my heart belongs to the, uh, the, the electronic the stuff. Do, 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 do. I yeah. Like, yeah, I like it too, man. <laughs> It puts you in the mood, man, for sure. It it's, does, uh, yeah. I've been to a bunch of raves, yeah. And I mean, when I was young, yeah, eating shrooms and doing that whole thing, yeah. I mean, it's it's, uh, yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. Uh, I had actually seen a video my buddy posted of a rave that he went to. I think it was in North Carolina not too long ago, and uh, it was dude, it was awesome. I was like, dude, this light show is just intense. The whole dude, the whole music, it was yeah, it was. Uh, I like that stuff too, man. I don't listen to it very much. I used to listen to man. I'm trying to remember when you said bass. There used to be those. You remember back in the day they had bass CDs, right? Just solid, just bass. You put them in there. One was called. Uh, Mike something and man, I'd put that thing in and it just <laughs> down at base. I'd be sitting in my bedroom with the walls are shaking, and my dad's like, "Cut that shit off! You're rattling all the dishes out of the cabinet." I'm just like, "Turn it up even louder!" Yeah, let's go! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good stuff. Good. So, uh, I always ask this: Star Wars or Star Trek? My my family loves Star Trek, so I've probably seen a lot more Star Trek than Star Wars. Um. So, but I never watch it with them. You know, I always see them watching it, never watch it with them. Um, I'd probably have to pick Star Wars just because that was much more like, you know, I kind of grew up yeah. more around it yeah. than Star Trek. Star Trek kind of happened before my time, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, they're still coming out. I'm not sure they're still coming out with Star Wars movies, but they did absolutely. come out with some fairly recently. Yeah. At least it feels like recently. Oh, they um, absolutely are. But yeah, I'll, I'll say Star Wars. So what Star Wars character would you be? I would be Darth Vader. Anakin oh, Skywalker, Darth Vader. What Star Wars character would you be? And what color would your lightsaber be? I want to say teal. <laughs> the teal, teal dude, teal would be dope, dude, for real. I, dude, I, I'd cool. want a silver one, like a silver lightsaber. Ooh. I think it'd be cool as shit, dude. That'd be right? spicy. Yeah, yeah dude, like really. It'd be different. So what character would you be? I'm Darth Vader, Anakin. Who would you be with a teal lightsaber? Um... I'll be I'll be General Grievous. You know I'm juggling oh, a lot dude. of things. <laughs> General Grievous, dude. What a yeah, what a pimp he was. Four lightsabers, four hands. I was like, who is this guy yeah. right here? Yeah. So I love to cook, Nathan. I I get it from my mom. My mom, I grew up. My mom always cooked home cooked meals, right? And uh, she never thought I paid attention. And then when I got married and had a kid, uh, we were in the kitchen together one day. I'm like this and that, and this and that. And she was like, holy shit. You actually know how to cook like you fucking paid attention for once in your life. You paid attention to me, right? Yeah, one of those <laughs> yeah. kind, kind of deals. So, man, I love to cook, man. I, I do my homemade uh, – I do homemade marinara sauce. I make homemade salad dressings. I don't buy store-bought salad dressings. Dude, I, I make a – I don't make noodles from scratch because that's just too much fucking work. I can go down there and pay a dollar and buy a pound of noodles, right? And I'm good. Uh, but for the most part, I love to cook, and I like to do – you know, cook on um, cook meals, whether whatever it is. So do you like to cook? And what is your favorite food? Yes, yeah. dude, me too. Yeah, I, I as I've gotten more, I guess, competitive with the racing thing, I've tried to get better into fitness and meal prepping. And um gosh, I, I started using a lot of Greek yogurt and for like a year I didn't realize that vanilla Greek yogurt and like plain Greek yogurt was different. 
So I'd always put vanilla Greek yogurt in like chicken and rice, and it always had this weird taste. And I couldn't figure out why, but I was using vanilla Greek yogurt for like an entire year until I figured out there's a difference. You know, something stupid like that. But uh, but yeah, I, I do a lot of meal prepping. Um, my favorite food, I probably have to say, is honestly uh, snow cones. Dude, <laughs> kind of out, of, out of the left field, but I'm that's always, awesome. like an icy kind of guy. You know, I, I own a snow cone machine, and sometimes I'll just. I'll have two or three, you know, if I'm really craving it. But uh, yeah, that's that's got to be my my guilty pleasure. That's absolutely awesome. So, I, dude, I love spicy food, right? I, I, oh, so, I love spicy food. Yeah. Oh, bro. Okay, so check it out. Do you, do you watch the hot ones on YouTube? I don't, but I've heard of it. Okay, well, it, it, it's cool, man, because this guy sits down, he interviews mega superstars, and he's got ten chicken wings from like your standard to like three million Scoville plus hot sauce, and he interviews the guys as they eat them, right? So I'm hooked on that show. I watch it all the time and I actually ordered the hot sauces. So I, I got a lot of them. Um, and I eat the last dab, which is yeah, their hottest I, I have one. that hot sauce as well, yeah. Dude, yeah, dude. It's Listen, I tell everybody, I'm like, look, the last dab, it is hot. It's not for your average eat guy. But if you love spice, it's got a really good flavor. A am I yeah, lying, yeah. dude? It's got a really good flavor. Yeah, I got the, the very first batch of the last dab they released. I, I was able to snag one. And um, I have I got a I got another bottle recently, and the I guess the textures it's more liquidy now than it used to be. Like it the is, first bottle, yeah. it was a paste. It's thick, you yeah. know, it was it was like I think it said ninety three percent pepper. You know, it was yeah. it was almost you, you basically had to like kind of like scoop it out almost. Yeah, but it, it has like this the ketchup amazing, bottles. Yeah. yeah, it has like an amazing flavor. Um, yeah. but you just need like a pea size for a whole bowl of food. Yeah, and um, I don't know why they changed it to I guess more of a hot Liquid. saucy type yeah. of sauce instead of a paste. But I mean, I don't know. It's whatever you got to do, right? But uh, I, I still have both bottles, and um, I definitely visit that bottle every now and then for a for a little kick. But Dude, yeah, it, I, I love I love spicy stuff. Jalapenos, habaneros. I make tuna salad now with habaneros. Like, yeah, it's good. Dude, it. the heat, the heat. Dude, me too. So the hottest shit I ever ate was, dude. My buddy's like, oh, you gotta try this, you know, one chip challenge, and I'm like, dude, that ain't shit. But bring it to me. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, okay, whatever. That ain't hot. So he was on a mission. He's like, I'm going to burn his ass. I'm burning Simcoe up. I'm going to make him throw up, cry, scream, kick, and the whole nine, right? Run through his, – his goal was you're going to take all your clothes off, run through the parking lot, butt naked, sweating to death, crying, throwing up, this whole thing, right? This is, this is what I'm going to get you. So he buys me the, the death nut, which was like 13 million Scoville peanuts. So I'm not going to turn it down. Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's do this challenge mistake bro it was absolutely the hottest most intense shit i've ever tried it was so like when you first eat it it's not that bad and then all of a sudden it felt like nathan you pulled my tongue out and took an ice pick and just did this and then poured gasoline and vaseline and then set it on fire and let it go like a cartoon where it, it strikes back down right but the heat stopped about here i felt it all just here not going down and then it intensified and i was like I'm snot coming out my nose. My eyes are watering. <laughs> like I'm just like, I'm getting ready to puke. I don't puke, but you're just salivating so much. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it was so hot. And then something weird happened. I went completely numb. I've never had this feeling like my whole face just went numb. It, and it was almost like this euphoria high that I've never felt before. It was actually wonderful. But then about 45 seconds after that, it was, 
<laughs> gasoline again and it, yeah. let it go back. Yeah, yeah. And then, but but what it did is it messed my taste buds up for almost two weeks. I mean, it, really? it absolutely destroyed them to where uh, I would go eat something. Like, really, the only thing I could really taste was lemon, fresh lemon. If I took fresh lemon, put it because I'm a big, I drink a lot of water, but secret, I put fresh, I squeezed fresh lemon in my water, right? For the acidity, and it's supposed to be good for you. I read it somewhere. It might it not be out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I do. So, but after that, like, you know, you go eat your normal stuff, you expect it to taste like what you expected to taste like. But after that, it didn't taste like I expected it to taste like. And my tongue was raw. Like it was, like, I, I, I had, it was, yeah. it was really raw. Um, I guess because how in order to get something that hot it's pure extract anyway it's that's not a pepper it's just just straight yeah it's uh but bro not recommended to anybody listening if you want to be my guest while well, i'll do it with you absolutely not what well, do the last dab with you all day long but i will not do the absolutely not so if somebody <laughs> tries to get you to do it nathan just don't do it i'm telling you bad move bro bad but uh food wise Man, I, dude, I love uh, I love Greek food, I love Indian food, and I love Thai food. Those are my top three go to. After that, it would be obviously Italian, like you know, pizza. Who don't love pizza, right? Pizza you can eat cold, what, whatever. Um, another time too. Let, let me tell you this before, before we move on. I went to we have this Indian restaurant down here called Nawabs. Absolutely amazing. So I go in there and. uh I ordered tiki marsala, which I love tiki marsala. And five, I was, you know, Nathan, it's it's not all the time where you're like, oh, I'm going to eat the last dab. You, you you get in this certain mood. You wake up and you're like, I'm in a hot mood today. Like, I'm I'm banging it out. All my eggs, I'm last dab, right? I'll last dab on it. And people are like, what the hell is this guy? Let's do it. Uh, so I go to this Indian restaurant. Tiki marsala. Dude's like, how spicy are you on it? Usually I get like a three, and that's... Mm-hmm. Indian spice is different than a lot of the other spices. Decent. So I was like, you know what? I want the hottest shit you got. Not what you pre-make for everybody. I want you to make that special stuff in the back you make for yourself. That's what I want. He says, are you sure? I'm like, absolutely bring it to me. And he walks off and he chuckles. And I was like, why does he think I'm so funny? Like, <laughs> right? So I should, my spotty sense should have tickled right then. Mm-hmm. Nope. I got this. Brings it out. I look over. And they're standing over here in the corner watching me. Not one waiter, but four waiters. And, and one of the guys in the back peeps his head around the corner. And I'm about four or five bites into it. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. Something seriously wrong here. It was intense, bro. Like, at, it was to the point, it was so hot, Nathan. I almost couldn't eat. That's how hot <laughs> it was. Dude, yeah, I mean, that's hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's like your, your whole shit's just on fire. And it's like, I don't care what I do. It's just... Yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, another story. It was, it was good stuff. So lesson learned when you go to Indian restaurant, it's okay if you get the five out of five heat, but don't tell the guy to go back in the back and make the special shit. Make the six you, out of five. Yeah. Dude, you're going to get the, the nine out of five special <laughs> shit, right? But I do that to all the Mexican restaurants because I love Mexican food too, right? So I go all the Mexican restaurant. Can I get some hot sauce? And I always bring you Tapatio and all this. I'm like, no, I want some hot sauce. Like, and they'll bring me out like, these uh vinegar jalapenos i'm like no you got like fresh like you got i want the hot sauce you guys make right so now a couple of the mexican restaurants i go to when when i come in they're like here you go well we got you right here right they bring me that that extra good stuff 
uh, with the cilantro and the lime and mm, so good, man. Making me hungry right now. Just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, man. So listen, celebrity crush. Who is Nathan's celebrity crush? Ooh. Um, celebrity crush. Celebrity Who crush. Who do I want to say? <laughs> There's so many, um, right? Yeah, I mean, I I could go basic and say Margot Robbie. I mean, that's just like an easy. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that said Margot Robbie on here. Yeah, yeah, I she's, know. She's, I, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. I like, dude. Growing up, dude, I like cop out, you know. Uh, Sama Hayek. Oh my god, dude. I oh yeah, yeah. For her, dude, absolutely, bro. And then a, a lot of things. A lot of people say too is Jennifer Aniston. I mean. Who don't like all that plastic surgery and the way she looks right now being 60, right? She's absolutely gorgeous for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I used to have a picture of Megan Fox in my in my room when I was when I was a kid, you know. Typical, typical teenage boy. But right, uh, she right. definitely looks a little different now. <laughs> all that surgery, right? Yeah. I, I I like natural women. I don't like all that. Yeah plastic stuff that 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 happens. So that's it. Megan Fox is is your celebrity crush? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll go. I'll go with Megan Fox. I I, I won't get too specific. <laughs> okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it pretty broad and say for, for the actresses, and I'll say Megan Fox. There you go. Uh, what advice would you give your younger self right now if you were sitting in front of yourself? Um, I guess my life's very different than it used to be. I I would say um, just just like you you gotta prioritize what like what you like to do you know if you spend your life doing what other people want you to do or spend your life doing what you're trying to make somebody else happy you're never going to be happy yourself like you you need to you need to make sure that you yourself are happy before you um you know focus on anybody else because you know it's so easy to lose yourself especially when you when you care about other people so much it's very easy to put them ahead of yourself and you know sacrifice yourself for people who don't even care about you that much. It's, it's very important that you, um, you know, take care of yourself first. I think it's very, very important. And it's, yeah. it's very easy to lose track of that. I, I've been there, right? I mean, I, I, absolutely. I've been there and I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this, so that's going to listen to this has been there too, in some shape, form or fashion in, in our lifetime. So yeah, man, absolutely. So do, do you play any other sports? Are you into any other sports? Like, do you watch Football. I uh, I played a lot of soccer. I, I was a goalie. Dude, I love soccer. I get a lot of shit from my friends. They're like, "Oh, soccer." I'm like, "No, soccer is football. Your American handball is not football, <laughs> right?" Let's just keep it real, yeah. people. Right. So, soccer is football is the shit. The yeah, yeah. I, white, I, I played all throughout high school. Um, funny, the, the uh, nursing school just made an inter intramural team, and they asked me to be part of it because they need more guys. So I, I'm. I'm playing with a bunch of nursing, you know, nursing majors. That should be fun. We'll see so, how that goes. Favorite soccer player? Again, I don't really watch it that much. Um, I mean, I can say Messi just because I, I, you know, I think he's the goat. But he um, is the goat. I mean, I, I don't watch too much of it. So you don't have a favorite? So my my MSL team, M MLS. I always get it backwards because I'm a little di dyslexic sometimes, right? Uh, uh, is Inter Miami. It's not because we got messy. I liked Inter Miami. Uh, you know, I liked Inter Miami. What drew me to Inter Miami in, here in American football was I'm a, I, I love pink. I'm a huge fan of the color pink, right? And when I seen that pink and black uniform, I was like, dude, 
that is fucking that's my team right there when I was little. That's my team right there. And that's that's who I, I stay true to. As far as overseas, man, it's hard for me to have an overseas all-time favorite team. Um, just because the way it is, like Messi could be playing with some like uh I liked uh PSG there there for a little while, France when they had Mbappe, uh Messi, Neymar Jr. I mean, what a squad that's a squad of squads right there alone, right? Uh yeah, so I do watch uh Apple TV. I'm a huge inter Miami, so I'm in there watching football. I play football on the PlayStation, which brings me to the next question. PlayStation or Xbox? I'm a, I'm a PC guy. I, I I'm oh. not gonna pick one because I'm a, I'm a diehard PC guy. I got you. I, I played uh, I played World of Warcraft for like almost 20 years now. Um, what a I, game, I, dude! I'm trying to get out of it because it's it's very addicting. Um, but uh, but yeah, I started playing that with my dad again. Something I did with him, and I, you know, he stopped playing and I kept playing. But uh, it's always been PC. Um, there's like been a couple of games that I've been playing with some of the other uh, racers actually. You know, some of them like to play video games, so I've been hooking up with some of them and playing like a game called Lethal Company, which is a ton of fun if you haven't heard of it. No, I haven't. It's basically like a mini horror game that you just have to go and click scrap to meet a quota and you just try not to die. And it's it's just uh, fun. Proxy, it's yeah. proxy chat. It's just a way to okay. you know mess around, and it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely PC. You know, I, I've never owned the only console I've owned is like a Wii. Or maybe a GameCube, but I haven't. I've never owned really a Xbox yeah. or PS or PlayStation. So okay, wow. Well, I'm a PlayStation. I get my dad was at Lenovo, so it's always been a PC thing. Okay, there you go. See, I want, dude. So, I, yeah. Speaking of, I got to get me a new computer. So instead of getting a laptop, I think I'm gonna get a home computer for the podcast. I think it'll be better for me. Yeah. Um, well, and get me a, a Lenovo. Like, let me know. I will. I will. No, we'll. I'll make sure you yeah. get hooked up. Yeah, we'll 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 chat after this for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm so I. Of course, I play with uh, Junior Cup guys and some of my BSB guys over there. And uh, we play Ride Five. Uh, and then, God damn it, Fortnite, dude! <laughs> everybody <laughs> in the world, Fortnite, 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 dude! Yeah. It's a cool game. Don't get me wrong; it's a cartoonish game, which is cool because I like the graphics. Um, but the thing that throws me off on Fortnite is like you can build shit. So if somebody's shooting at you, you hit the button, you can build like a wall in front of you, build these stairs, and run up all these stairs. And I'm like. What the fuck is this? Like I'm, I'm old school. Yeah, like I just want to shoot headshots, dome yeah. shots, and go on with it. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's fun, man. But uh, not as much as Ride Five or FIFA on the PlayStation. Yeah, right? I was gonna get Ride Five, but I saw there wasn't any cross-platform play. So any of the guys that I wanted to play with, they're I think they're Ride, on Ride Five is cross-platform. I was told it Ain't wasn't. It? Uh, well, I it, haven't. It might be. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox, but my okay. sure it's PC and PlayStation. Uh, okay, not like Call of Duty. Call of Duty's cross-platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To aliens and up there is playing with us on Call of Duty, right? Um, dude, that's awesome. So, do you have a favorite racer? Like growing up, getting into motorcycles? Um, yeah, I absolutely do, and it's Mark Marquez. I think Mark Marquez. Uh, he definitely gets a lot of shit. He deserves a lot of shit, but he is undeniably, I think, one of the the best riders you know when i first got into MotoGP is when he was you know it was kind of like the end of rossi i never really watched racing when rossi was at his prime and i'm sure i would have been a rossi fan um but like right yeah, when i joined is when he was you know kicking marquez yeah you know kicking, making him crash and i i only kind of saw part of it so um you know i it's just 
the, from what I've seen, he's he's dominated until he broke his arm, which about the same time I broke my arm. So another reason to kind of, um, you know, I relate to him. But I just, you know, I think he's I think he's the goat personally. No, and I, 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 I'm sure people will disagree with me on that, but at, you know, it's it, he he had results for until he got injured, but he's on the Ducati now, so we'll see if he uh, gets back to it. Yeah, it's it's listen, it's undeniable his talent, right? It's it's just like anything, bro. When when Rossi was a goat, obviously he was leaving out sports. Somebody's got to pick it up. There's always going to be somebody come by and, and replace somebody, right? Listen, I used to not like, I used to dislike Marquez. I don't never use the word hate. I, I think that's one of the worst words you can use. Hate's such a bad word, right? Like to me, fuck's not a bad word. Hate's a bad word, right? Uh, because hate's so negative. It's just so negative energy. It's it's. I don't even like saying it, but uh. Man, I used to dislike Marquez, of course, because I'm a huge Rossi. Obviously, my son's name Hayden Rossi after Valentino and Nikki Hayden. Uh, but then once you I started changing my mindset, right? Like in in um seeing all the struggles that Marquez went through and that pure determination he has to come back and win and win time and time again, right? I respect him, right? Once Valentina Rossi retired, I find myself to where I'm not such a diehard fan just for one race like I was with Rossi, right? I'm a huge fan of all of them. And the people that I kind of disliked, I like now, right? Because I see them in a different view in a different way, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Marquez is phenomenal. I think Marquez did the right thing by leaving Honda and going to Ducati. I think he should have done it earlier in his career. And I think if he does win the title on Ducati, it's absolutely going to submit, submit him to an absolute legend. Not saying he's not a legend because he is, but that next level, like, yeah, the fucking goat, right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, but, you know, but what Rossi did for the sport, I don't see anybody coming maybe within our lifetime doing the same thing that Rossi did as far as elevating the whole sport as a whole, right? Plus, yeah, I mean, on top of that, GP for so long, dude. Well, th that and on top of that, Nathan, th th this is the reason why I say that too, right? So when Rossi started, that was back when two strokes, not four strokes, were racing, right? So he 125, 250, 500. Then when the first four strokes come out, right, your whole chop riding style, everything, the way you rode, the way you braked, the way you cornered, your body position, all that changed, right? And then they all this 800s and then all these electronics and now the wings right so he adapted his style and, and when he retired he's still going faster than he's ever been on any racetrack it's just he's old right so your speed goes down everybody else elevated their game up so yeah but as far as that i don't see nobody doing what rossi did for this elevating yeah. the whole sport as a whole right within our lifetime i could be wrong Right. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Marquez is a legend. Same thing with Jorge yeah. Lorenzo. Like, I couldn't stand Jorge Lorenzo, obviously, because of the Rossi and Lorenzo style. But I said this earlier I'm a big, I love Greek mythology and I love Egyptian mythology, the pyramids and the pharaohs and, you know, the Spartans. And when Lorenzo come out with that Spartan on his helmet, I said to myself, I was like, God damn it. Okay. I like you a little bit now because, dude, that's so badass. Right. Like, yeah. And then I read his book and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Much respect. Because once you read what they went through, their whole mindset, the way they approach things, you understand a person, right? Like we said this earlier, everybody that's listening, don't judge a book by its cover, right? No matter whatever sports you're in. Because uh, 
nine times out of ten, you probably got more in common than them than you than the guy you're really cheering for. If if mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? Um, so yeah, I I'm with you a hundred ten percent on that. Yeah. Do you um if you could have dinner with any five people in the world dead or alive? Five people? Oh my gosh! All right, let's let's do three. <laughs> three people. Who would they be? Three people. Yep. That could be anybody. It could um, be Valentina Rossi. It could be Bruce Lee. It could be whoever. Who would you have at your dinner table? See, these are the questions that I like to think about. I don't like to get wrong. Um, what are your answers? <laughs> I know, I know. See, I don't really think it would be anybody crazy. You know, it's it's. I don't feel like I can gain much from meeting these elusive celebrities or um you know these these people that have done a ton you know it would be nice to have dinner with you know one of the greatest writers of all time but um i don't know you know the people are popping into my head are just like close friends you know it's yeah that's it yeah then who is it like your dad your best friend yeah yeah i mean I mean, my dad's, you know, obviously going to be number one. I, I always wanted to be there. Um, yeah. And then probably, you know, the team owner, Micah Hand, and then probably, uh, you know, I'll, th- I'll throw in, uh, I'll throw in Rossi in there. Uh, we'll, we'll, or, you know, I'll throw in Nikki Hayden. That's, that's what I'll throw yeah, in. Yeah. Hayden. yeah. So, so yeah we, we can all three of us can ask some questions. Yeah. Hayden's the goat. You know, I got asked that question. And, Man, it's such a hard question because when I answered, I'm like, fuck, I forgot about him. I want him too. Right. So it's like I would have, I wouldn't be five. It'd probably be 40 or 50. I don't know how much of a conversation I'd have because it'd be so much chaos going on. Right. But yeah, I feel you on that, bro. It's uh, it is a hard question. And um, yeah, do you, so do you watch the Isle of Man TT? I've watched a little bit of it. Um, I actually met somebody last year who said, you know, who gave me an in to, to do it if I ever wanted to do it, which was pretty cool. Um, he says, he's like, yeah, you know, find 10 grand in a month of free time and like we'll get you there and i was like oh my god that sounds awesome um so you know who knows maybe one day that that'll be in the future uh but it's i've watched a couple of clips and i've, I've watched like guy martin interviews and things like that um it's it's pretty intense but you know, it's it'd be cool to do do eventually yeah again it's one of those things that i would much rather do than like watch a bunch of people do it yeah. i think it'd be cool to do so watching a guy Martin interview, yeah, you're not gonna learn shit because you don't even know what the hell he's talking about when he's talking, <laughs> right? I mean, let's just be real on that, right? So I'm a huge so to me, the TT is absolutely, dude, my favorite race of the year. Uh, hands down, it's the Isle of Man. It's to me, it's the most beautiful thing you ever seen on two wheels, public roads, 37 and a half miles, six laps, just it's it it's absolutely just amazing. Uh so yeah, this this last question I was actually going to ask you, uh, I can't really ask you because you're not too big in the TT, so you'd be like, uh, but I'll ask it to you <laughs> anyway, right? So so okay. listen, uh, in your opinion, who had the greatest TT comeback ever, right? So you actually yeah, got no idea, right? See, so I it's, don't know it's, any TT riders. <laughs> oh, dude, bro. So yes, you need to go watch it. So you can go watch. Uh, Listen, uh, the t- you go to uh, the t- ttplus.com. You can download okay. it on your phone, okay? It's 
25 bucks, you can watch the whole year of TT. It's only two weeks, right? But what they have is they have a series called Between the Hedges, and, and, and they have two seasons of it, and it starts from the beginning, and it just goes through, like, John McGinnis and David Jeffries and Mike Hellwood and, dude, all these legends, right? Steve Hislop. I mean, Carl Fogger. I can go on and on. I love it. Absolutely love the TT. Uh, but uh, Bruce Anesty, uh, dude, of course, all the Dunlops, Joey, Robert, Michael. I mean, it's – yeah, dude, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um. Yeah, you should watch it this year. I, I, matter of fact, I think Between the Hedges is actually free. I don't even think you have to subscribe okay. to yes, to the TT Plus. Uh, I will. I, absolutely, I will. I, absolutely, I will. Uh, but yeah, listen, dude, we're we're almost two hours into this. I mean, it went by like this. I told you it would. It's it's a. Uh, so yeah, listen. Uh, we're, before we get off here, Nathan, I need you to give a huge shout out. Tell everybody how they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can support you good idea too before you do that uh have you ever thought about starting your own club like your your race number club 62 right so uh a lot of my european guys uh friends out there in bsb they have their own club like like my mate right here jake marsh uh his number is 45 so he has a club 45 right so for 45 pounds or 45 dollars uh, you you get a hat or a shirt right and then but there there's 50 slots so 50 slots at 45 dollars Right, everybody get get gets a shirt or a hat. Okay, every race weekend they do a drawing out of those fifty, and I, and if you win, you get like a, a signed knee slider, or a signed glove, or a boot, or or whatever it is. Right, but that's a great way to bring people in and make them feel like they're actually part of you and your team, and it's a good way to earn you the extra income as far as tire bills. Your gas bill. I mean, we can go on and on. Race fuel. I mean, we can we can get lost in this whole conversation when it comes to to the expense with, with motorcycle racing. Um, but yeah, that's something maybe you should uh, think about. It's it's yeah, free to start. I, I you know I I could always use more uh more more uh, support. So and, yeah. and we, we just got these hats in. We just got them made. Um, rocking the new SR logo. Trying to get away from sixty two because I've had a couple people try to buy the number from me. Or try to take it uh so yeah it seems like it's popular number so i'm trying to go to the uh, the logo now but this is what we're going with i love I think it. it looks pretty cool it's sick i love it yeah it is so yeah listen tell everybody how they can follow you on on social media and and all that good stuff yeah um you can find me on facebook nathan c thaler uh, my instagram is uh i think it's gosh c thaler 62 racing um you know if, if you need anything if I find a weekend and need something, please reach out. Come, just come chat. Uh, uh, keep an eye out for a movie called One Fast Move. That we, uh, me and me and like ten other guys filmed it like a year and a half ago. And they said it's supposed to come out pretty soon. It's about racing. Um, hopefully they'll come out soon. But uh, yeah, if if you see it, you know, go see it. Um, but yeah, it's like I said. If if you ever see my tent, you know, big big red tent, see see Taylor racing on it. Just just come say hi. You know, not enough people come come chat so i'm always down to talk to somebody and uh yeah absolutely well well, good because you're gonna be tired of seeing me in atlanta you'd be like dude just go away bro (laughs) for real like yeah we'll talk about the podcast just go away yeah no i'm just joking but yeah listen uh before i get off here again nathan it's been an absolute honor to have you on absolutely and and much appreciated uh again thank you for having me on absolutely Dude, bro, 
This is for you right here. Absolutely. But uh, listen, big shout out to my man, Jake Marsh. Okay. And Pete Marsh, the whole RD racing team. They're racing the GP2 class and British Superbikes. Uh, they actually support me. And dude, I'm on their race bike. I'm on their leather suits. I'm on their team gear. It's been an absolute honor and a dream. Thank you guys so much for 2024. Big shout out. He has a club, Club 45. I need everybody on here to go show Jake all the love. Sign up to his Club 45. If you don't know how to do it, get in touch with me. I'll put you in direct contact. Um, same thing with all my friends here in the, in the whole racing world that has a club, man, I need to write a list out to everybody. It'd probably be another 15 minutes of me giving a bunch of shout outs to all the clubs, but I need to really do it for sure. Cause it, 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 uh, it means a lot to, to all my friends racing in, in their whole program. Right. Um, big shout out to my man, Martin from the clothing Kings. You can go to the clothing They make all my pin to gas, uh, podcast merch. You get hats, beanies, soft cell jackets, hooded sweatshirts, t-shirts, purses, dude, you name it. He can make it in any colors you want. So big shout out to Martin and the clothing Kings. Thank you guys so much. And listen, uh, Big shout out to everybody that likes and subscribes and, and watches this podcast. It's such an honor. It really is. And I'd say it all the time. All you guys are so proper mega. Um, and if you hadn't had the chance yet, please go hit the, I don't never say this, Nathan. So this is kind of new, new for me to say this. It's just, I just never thought about saying, go like, and subscribe, hit the bell and the ring and all that good <laughs> stuff. Right. You guys know the deal. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Spotify. Yada, yada, yada. This episode will be out tomorrow on Spotify and Our Heart Radio. The only thing it won't be out on is on Apple because I'm not on Apple yet because I need somebody to help me figure out how to put my logo into my RSS feed, which I have no idea how to do, right? So, but yes, thank you guys so much. Uh, dude, it's an absolute honor. Thank you, everybody who watched tonight. Joseph Ray, Paul McKee, Erica Wolf, Ken S. Yes, I, I see your comment. One fast movie, one fast move movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait to, to they're, to, they're to sliding me that. papers down here. Let's give me to shout it out. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> it will bring them in on camera. Yeah. I don't care. Bring them in. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Jason Doss, Chris Lewis again. Thank you guys so much. And yeah. So I, you guys will see this guy right here tomorrow and Sunday. So yeah, I will see you guys in again. Nathan, I don't want to murder your last name. So Nathan, Try thank it. You so give, it, give it a shot. Uh, give it a shot. C C Lither. <laughs> C Lither. The T H goes before the A. I, I dude, I told C, you I'm a little C C Thaler. C Thaler. Dude, I get I, I got a trouble with my tongue rolling, right? That's why I was never good at Spanish. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that spicy food's come back to haunt you. Yeah, and facts, brother. Facts. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, but listen, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. I will see you guys tomorrow. Dude, this was a lot of fun, Nathan. Thank you so much yeah, for coming.